Devil's Dicks Card, a podcast for the esoteric and strange. That's definitely going to be loud in the recording. That's going to be a good. <laughs> no, that's like really good. Halloween ASMR. ASMR. <laughs> well, welcome back, Dirtlings, to the Devil's Dirt Star. We are your hosts, Big Spoon. And Ellsworth. <laughs> and today, we're kind of doing like a lighthearted-ish. Not really. Yeah, it's, it's, we're, <laughs> we're doing a Halloween after hours, so we're just going to talk about a variety of things from spooky halloween movies to urban legends um i have some halloween jokes uh, dad jokes um oh i'm excited i want to start off by asking vanessa to leave hi vanessa no 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 i know we're sitting in your two favorite spots look at that face though shoo i know you can you can sit here (laughs) give us 90 minutes is all i'm asking (laughs) vanessa you you need to leave (laughs) you're you're on an active set right now you have so many other places in the house to be can you all yeah, see she's her? Peering, she's peering for a spot. No, because because I just I just need you to leave. Excuse me. <laughs> Shoo. Shoo. Keep going. Keep going. I love Be Vanessa. Gone. <laughs> she's the sweetest. She's so mad. This is her favorite spot and that's her favorite spot. Oh, no. <laughs> and I banished her from the couch to clean it. We're <laughs> literally on her cushions. We are, we are in her spot. I'm an intruder. It's unacceptable. I, I'm also an intruder. We're just... <laughs> This is Vanessa's world. We're just living in it. Yeah. This is her house. Yes. You just pay the mortgage. Yes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just her humble servant. That's all. Yeah. So, um, well, I, I, I'm going to start off with a question. Okay. What Ooh. is, um, do you have a favorite Halloween like throughout your, your years on earth and also what was your the favorite costume like your most favorite costume you've ever been so like favorite halloween event or are you talking about film favorite halloween like actual like date favorite halloween hmm okay so definitely oh there's a couple that stand out this is an unfair question i've had some pretty rad costumes a couple yeah okay one time, listen, here's the thing. My aunt, who lives in Delaware, she um, she used to work at Joanne Fabrics, mm-hmm. and she would make us our Halloween costumes. That's awesome. Yeah. So one year, I had this beautiful dark blue uh, kimono that I wore. I was a geisha, had Ooh. traditional makeup that my mom wanted to do. I had my hair in chopsticks. Oh my God. That's awesome. Don't at me about it. I was little. I must have been like It was before it was before the age of like I don't know if would geisha I think that would that be on the same level as like I mean like you're Appropriation. not thing, Yeah. Like yeah. that might be I, not okay. I well, don't know. You tell us listeners if you were if that, if that is your culture let us know what you think also i mean if you think about it and you look up historical costumes on any major website that sells costumes you do not see indigenous clothing no there are very few costume places that are still yes doing that but you will see things like kimonos i wonder if part of it is um 
the like like we were talking about before we started recording like the history of things so yeah. like there's def- although i mean one could say that there's not g- great history um we've talked about we've this talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> um moving on to another favorite anywho, costume that, that, is, that is a cool costume especially as a kid like i can see i mean i was yeah. i was amadala once which is like that is so the, the classic amadala which is very oh. geisha-y with a with a pale face and the bright red lips and like the that is so hair. fun and the two little red yeah dots. And, the, and the gown is honestly very like it's very yeah. ornate they um i think that that lucas and his his set design they, they utilize a lot of oriental themes that's in their, fun in their decor but yeah and the other one that stands out to me when I was a kid, well, I was definitely a devil, had red glitter everywhere. Naturally. Um, for weeks, probably. Yep. That costume was bought and <laughs> went to my grandparents' house, and they are heavily Catholic, but they loved it. Um, <laughs> and then uh, she, my aunt also made me a werewolf costume, and it was very cool. I mean, I bought the mask and everything, but I was all like muddied up and stuff. That's awesome. They were fantastic. Yeah. Other than that, had a great Silent Hill outfit that Mm. I dipped in coffee and literally threw it on the ground outside in my backyard one day and then stomped on it in the dirt. Mm Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's awesome. Lots of fake blood. Oh, yeah. Of course. But anyway. So, yeah. So, those were some of my favorite like Halloweens for me. And (laughs) it was just feeling like another being yeah and getting to kind of escape a yeah little. and yeah. being outside of myself new persona i think a lot of people can identify with that it's totally kind of fun. it's like putting a wig on yeah different person were there like halloween things that you did when you were a kid that were like um that were your favorite thing to do or things that you still do today that you know Watching, traditions <laughs> yeah one of them is buying a metric ton of candy of course to pass out to people i oh, still love doing that and then watching horror movies yeah. like the rest of the night yeah it's so fun i but i do that like year round <laughs> yeah it's there's there are specific things that i will re-watch this time of year that oh, like, yeah like supernatural it's not really a halloween thing but it's it's an autumn thing yeah so um back when supernatural was still regularly airing and i was in college and i i had like when they would start releasing it yeah i would always sit at my desk with my legs up like on each side of my laptop and i'd watch supernatural and i'd knit a scarf and i'd eat pomegranates and it was like a thing i oh did my god as soon as the leaves started to drop that sounds like <laughs> a really fun ritual it's th- all throughout college i don't do it and i still like knit occasionally and i watch supernatural but not like it was a very specific like for four years in a row that's what i did how it, cozy of you yeah i really like that it was fun Wait, what was the second half of your question? <laughs> hmm. Favorite Halloween, just in general, like event, uh, date. Like, was there a Halloween at like seven or something that was really awesome? Hmm. I don't know. They kind of all meld together. I mean, there were honestly one of like the ones that come to mind now are your Halloween parties. Yeah. Like those are the most fun to me. Yay. Like when I was like halfway messed up after having my sidekick reading upstairs, I came down, John made me a really strong drink. John's and then good I, at getting people fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just sat on the floor and watched Resident Evil, I think. Yeah. 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 It's for the uninitiated, <laughs> um, Halloween and Christmas are my two favorite holidays and I throw parties for each, um, every year. And generally both parties are kind of separated in a way where what you want to do there's a space for you to do it so there's always you know the 
drinking games going on in the garage. There's usually a fire or a pit or something in the backyard where people can kind of hang out and smoke if they choose to smoke. And then there's usually movies going on where you can kind of sit and like just disassociate for hours if that's what you want to do, um, which is something that is definitely needed sometimes, especially after a reading with Chris when he like just in like just pulls out your guts and is like, is this how you've been feeling? Spicy therapy. We've discussed this. Spicy therapy. Yeah. And then like. There's a lot of eating and chatting like in the kitchen and then when you're in between the drinking games in the garage versus like in your actual like little um, I mean I guess we could call it a yeah mudroom mudroom entryway. There's a lot of serious conversations happening, yeah. usually business-related networking. <laughs> it's very interesting. Everyone I know gets invited. It's usually a, a mixed bag of, oh, of, yeah. of sorts of people. Um, and Durden's wearing costumes. Yes, Durden's going around getting lots of attention, usually from, from your husband. Yes, definitely. <laughs> he is Durden's best friend for sure. Yeah, Jesse loves Durden. And, um, the, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> yeah, don't feed him chicken after midnight. He will turn into a gremlin. And don't feed him bones. Um, because he will die. <laughs> That's not funny. If you, I don't, don't, know if you don't own a dog, you don't know. There have been a couple of different parties where I've had to like caught people doing. Yeah, you don't know if you don't have a dog. Yeah, and, you know you always think well, dogs eat bones, but chicken bones can fracture and um, not be good. But yeah, not yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun though. I, I like yeah. that. That was a fun question. Yeah, yeah. Halloween, Halloween's a lot of fun. It's always. Um, big when I was a kid how part probably the reason I like them is because when I was a kid my mom always went all out for both Halloween and Christmas so she always would frequently hand make our costumes would always go all balls of the wall decorating the house we'd always have a party yeah that's awesome I distinctly remember one year um (laughs) this is like uh, (laughs) traumatized me but like I'm looking back on it now as an adult and I can totally see why she did it because I've slowly become the same person um but she so she always made these things called witch's fingers and they're absolutely fucking delicious I should make them this year oh it's a reminder to take my meds um and and, um she so the witch's fingers it's a pretzel you make it knobbly like a long finger with knuckles and then you use thin almond slices for the fingernails and she dyes them red so they lay on a paper towel she had finished making the witch's fingers they were baking in the oven and i'm just like i don't know i must have been like we were still in memphis so i I don't know maybe we'll say i was eight i was i was young but not like super young okay she comes staggering out of the kitchen holding the red paper towel over her stomach and going abby you have to get your father i i accidentally stabbed myself and i've never moved that fast in my life and then she starts (laughs) cackling like the witch that she is oh she is brutal evil funny but evil yeah but your parents, she's building character they have a dark sense of humor yeah there's <laughs> there are some something i mean my dad was like an older brother growing up so like he he would play just the, like pranks on us all the time and just like i believed for years that wookies were real and that they lived in Brazil. Oh, no. Because, and I also believe that my dad could understand um, Hatties because there are subtitles when you're when he's talking to Han. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't, I couldn't read at the age that I first started watching Star Wars. I, or at least I couldn't read well. So my dad would translate it and I would just be mind blown that my dad understood Hatties. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's maniacal. <laughs> 
I, I wonder to this day how many things that I, I like are ingrained in me that I think are like true just because I heard it growing up that are, were just my parents playing a prank Dude, on me. <laughs> I mean, when when you think of how exaggerated things are when you're a kid and you're yeah. so trusting and you believe everything that you see and you hear. Like, I remember this one time my grandfather was driving us. It was a night. It was a full moon. He was driving my sister and I back to my mom and dad's house like a couple minutes away. I remember looking at the rear view mirror and then turning around in my seat to look back through the window and the moon took over the entire sky. Whoa. Like it was enormous. Yeah. And I know that the moon can be really big yeah, during atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But in my mind, it was fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously it wasn't. It's, <laughs> it's fun thinking. So have it, when I was a kid, um, we went to go pick up my, my friend before a Halloween party, um, Leandra. We were going uh, downtown Memphis to pick her up. and Or actually, maybe she lived in Germany. I don't, either way. And we were stopped at a light. And there was an old man. He was probably going around all day and just having the time of his life doing this to kids. Oh, God. He was driving a hearse. <laughs> and so I'm staring out my window, just kind of like open mouth, just like just looking at this old man. And he looks at me. He looks away and then he looks back and his face is a skull. I'm assuming he like slid a mask down or something, but like, <laughs> hor- like that's, bur- I must've been like five, but it's burned into my memory. Cause I was just like, oh, I just saw death. <laughs> that's crazy. He must've been going around all day. Just like fucking with kids. How simple. What yeah. a simple concept. And like, I mean, obviously I, I don't think it was a mean prank because I wasn't scared necessarily, no. but like what, a, what an impactful prank to pull uh-huh yeah actually that that kind of like brings up what i'm going to be talking talking about which is the halloween franchise and it's really funny when you're looking up like interesting facts and things about the series the first film hardly had any blood in it but everybody that first saw it in 78 they thought it was the most violent gory thing they have ever seen but the thing is, there, I mean, yeah, it was violent. There yeah. was lots of stabbings. Yeah. Again, hardly any blood, but they did their job so well, like building up the suspense that in your mind it felt more violent. It did. That's crazy. Yes. And also, he, like, Michael Myers, he doesn't run. He just walks at you sometimes a little fast, which I don't like, but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting what your brain kind of like translates. Yeah. I don't know. It's memory cannot be trusted. No, no. Mine. I have shit for brains. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> mine. Like there's, there's a couple of like marbles bouncing around in there. And sometimes there's one. It just depends on the day. I, like I heard this saying once that the wheel is turning, but the hamster is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I think about it all the time. Oh no. <laughs> I, that is, uh, you know what? I think that's a pretty good way to put the way that my brain has been through. It's just, you know, I blame COVID. I was talking with my with yeah. my doctor about this recently because I was like, I like, it's it's hard to tell. Is this is this an age thing? Is this stress? Is this like what is it? Is it COVID? Sure. And just how like I or is it just ADHD? Because it, it's like kind of a symptom of it, but it's just gotten exacerbated. But just where I will forget words for very simple like. This thing oh. on my lap, this thing on my lap, the thing that, that like brings up the, it's like, I can't just think of the word laptop, you know, just like you just lose yeah. words. And she said that she's been having the same thing. And basically like at this point I've had, I've now had two doctors tell me this, that, that at this point, 
there's nothing they won't blame on COVID because they've, they have seen so many odd side effects and with enough evidence that it's, those are just very direct correlations that at this point, I mean, it's still, we're still early on into it too, but she was like, I, at this point, I, I, there's nothing I I won't believe someone when they say that they started experiencing after COVID because I've seen so many just weird, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I've told you I've had crazy menstrual stuff happening to me, like literally my period disappearing for a couple months like yeah leaving the chat and i'm like what's going on you know it's it's so bizarre yeah and then it'll be totally normal for a while and then also i don't have any symptoms before it happens which i always had like oh my god my back hurts like everything is achy and i would get like super moody that never disappeared but still i i don't know yeah it's so it's so weird just i'm very interested to see and maybe a little nervous to see in 10 or 20 years i i also think because there there have been there is proven evidence that um there are effects especially on younger women with hormones yep um that they say are temporary at least the things i've read they say i don't know how they can know that for sure yet right um but i am very interested to see i mean we know that infertility is on the rise in both men and women yeah i'm very curious to see how much COVID has an impact on fertility it's only been three years we're gonna be tracking this for a really long time like I don't know why it's just like the 70s flashed into my brain and like how there were I mean obviously there's at least what 100 serial killers running around during yeah like the span of a year any year yeah. basically around the country but like the 70s led yes <laughs> and probably a little bit of World War II in Vietnam yes to be honest. I definitely um, think war had some some stuff to do with that I mean we've been at war for a long period of time while we were growing up uh, yeah we're like pretty much constantly actively in one way or another yeah, yeah. so Just proxy wars now yeah yeah god damn well anyways um <laughs> <laughs> I, we had a conversation oh about trying to make this lighthearted, but like we're just not lighthearted people, so I apologize. Yeah, so that's <laughs> it's hard. not in our nature. You should know this by now. <laughs> um, I guess it, this is a good time to remind you that things are tense right now, and they have been for a long time, and it can be really hard to allow yourself to feel joy knowing how much suffering is going on, and um, and and feeling maybe. Like there's something you should be doing, but not knowing what you should be doing. And, you know, it's important to stay current and educated, but at the same time to realize that you're still allowed to feel joy and it's okay to, to continue to live your life and, and, and experience the, the little goods as, as, as well as the big goods. Cause you know, and enjoying a cup of coffee is just as important as your wedding day, you know, like it, taking in those good things and, and just doing what good you can and what little it's I don't know it's the starfish story I just love you know yeah. the old man walking down the beach throwing the starfish into the ocean yep. and a little boy says why why are you bothering to do this you'll never save them all and he said well I'm saving this one you know just be good to one person um and and be good to yourself and there are a lot of a lot of really good things to be joyful about yeah and we're not going to talk about any of them today but I just want <laughs> you to know that they're there <laughs> Yeah, it's um it's important to remember that you need to put your own oxygen mask on, so mm-hmm. to speak, and take care of your mental health and well-being so that you can do good not only for yourself but for others if you can. And you're also allowed 
to take some time to grieve. That's absolutely okay. And I think it's super healthy to do, but don't forget that it is okay to smile. It's okay to laugh and it's okay to tell the dark jokes sometimes. Yeah. And there's a lot of good there. I think it's, I mean, it's human nature. We we've known this through multiple studies that it's, it's a survival mechanism. It's human nature to focus on the bad things because you want to protect yourself protect yourself from those things but there yeah. there really truly are a lot of really fantastic things going on too um so it might feel like the end of the world all the time and it's not to say that there aren't bad things and that we shouldn't pay attention to those things because it's important to shine light on them but yeah there is a lot of good too and there's a lot of things to be really joyful about and just to not let yourself get you know so sucked up into the suffering and feeling like you have to do something about it when you don't know what to do about it you know just be good to other people and and be good to yourself and know that there is a lot of good still a lot of a lot of really happy joyful things going on a lot of people making positive changes and and a lot of good discoveries and exciting things happening I there's a video that's fairly old but a, um, a documentary I'll we'll link it in the show notes but of these documentary crew who save penguins because they're like trapped up on this ice shelf and they yep. dig little shelves for them and every time I watch it it warms my little heart because oh. it's just like these these guys are like you know they're out there and 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 like this guy's tearing up just saying it's really bloody hard to watch and it's like I just want to protect all of these people because they're so like there's just a lot of really pure people doing yeah. a lot of really good stuff and just don't forget that, that they're there too because they deserve attention too good good things deserve our attention and our energy um also I feel like that's all of our like combined superpower is that we can still find the joy human humans like mob mentality we can can be scary and humans can do terrible things but humans do a lot of really awesome good things too yeah like I would argue that most people are more good than bad yeah it's just the bad ones get all the attention (laughs) they do and I think that's a pretty fair assessment of the situation I trust most people it's you know, we're we're still little animals, little blobs of meat with brains. You know, <laughs> <laughs> why do I feel like a side dish now? <laughs> or an entree? You know, know what? To a polar bear, you are a side dish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, apex predators! That'll have to be an episode. So before <laughs> we start, we're gonna start with with your thing because, as we previously discussed, you've done a lot more work for this episode than I have. I just have links. You have it was content. just easier. Um, so before we start, though, I'm going to share. Um, I'm going to share a, a Halloween joke. Okay. So, I'm ready. Who did the ghost take on a date? I can't blame COVID for this one, but I am drawing a blank. His ghoul friend. Get the f- <laughs> <laughs> I have one more. Friend. I have one more. Okay. Why don't mummies have friends? They're too wrapped up in themselves. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, do mummies pre- mummies prefer white bread or wheat? White, but I don't know why. Neither. They always prefer a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> I got these though. from Country Living. Just so if everyone country wants to look up, they have a huge list. You guys, if you want bangers for jokes, go to go country to Country Living. Living. <laughs> Those are beautiful. I'm very spooky. I like it. <laughs> oh, God. So tell me more about Halloween. <laughs> okay. The franchise, not the holiday. Well, so listen, like, 
I've grown up watching these films my mm-hmm. entire life. Like it's my my mom and her sister. It's their favorite movie. Really? So Ergo, it was one of mine of growing course. up. It's in the top five. It's genetic. Yes. Yeah. So it's the first one, the 1978 original Halloween. Here is something you need to know about the franchise. There are literally five different ways that you could watch it depending on what timeline you want to see. So you could watch this Laurie Strode style, who is the main character and babysitter in the first film. You could watch this Dr. Samuel Loomis style, who is Michael Myers' psychiatrist. Um, You could also watch the Michael Myers timeline. You can watch the Rob Zombie version. Like, there's so many different ways. Oh, and then the theatrical release, as well as the machete cut. So I'm going to tell you the chronological order in which the movies came out. And I will give you a synopsis of the, the movies um, in order of the timeline in which they happen and make the most sense with the addition of one other film. And you're going to be like, what are you talking about? Has nothing to do with it. But just hear me out. There's a conspiracy theory. Okay. So let's go to theatrical release order. We have Halloween 1978. Then we have Halloween 2, which was out in 1981. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, has nothing to do with the Halloween movies at all. No Michael Myers, nothing. I'll explain. Um, (laughs) That came out in 85. Then we have Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers in 1988. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, 1989. Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, 95. And then Halloween H2O, 20 years later. That was in... H2O. The 20-year anniversary. Oh, I was... Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) I was like, is this like like that Australian... (laughs) Nar, (laughs) Clary! I mean kind of <laughs> oh my god what a fucking like mesh of two shows yeah michael myers versus the mermaids from that h2o show oh my somebody get on it internet where we want to see it fan make this movie for us, us. make this dream come alive <laughs> so then we have halloween resurrection that was out in 2002 then confusingly halloween which came out in 07 was that the... Yeah, that was the Rob Zombie one. Okay. That is the beginning of his two-part series. So okay. we have that one in 07. We have Halloween 2, also from Zombie. That was in 09. Then we have Halloween, which is not a reboot, but it is the direct movie ignoring everything else that happened in between the 1978 original Halloween till now. So... It's like 40 years later, literally. Yeah. Yeah. So it is from that time, 40 years later, and what is happening now. It's a sequel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have Halloween Kills, which comes right after that one, and Halloween Ends, which I have a quote about that from John Carpenter, who directed 
this film. Have you seen, you've seen all of them, right? Including the most recent one? I have some of them I needed to jog my memory about because I watched them all basically when I was a kid. Yeah. And then just followed up like over the last couple of years on yeah. the latest ones. Yeah. Yeah. Because I kind of, I didn't go see like any of the later ones like from zombie onward in theaters. So I just waited till I could stream them. <laughs> no, that, uh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So... I guess I can just go over like kind of a synopsis of each one and um, we're going to do it in machete cut order. Okay. So that way you can kind of follow the timeline. There's going to be times where it's super weird. Okay. So just stop me if you get confused. Okay. Okay. So the first one we have is Halloween 1978 and this is the original synopsis that was like on the movie cover. Okay. Okay. VHS. Nice. <laughs> On a cold Halloween night in 1963, six-year-old Michael Myers brutally murdered his 17-year-old sister, Judith. He was sentenced and locked away for 15 years. But on October 30th, 1978, while being transferred for a court date, a 21-year-old Michael Myers steals a car and escapes Smith's Grove. He returns to his quiet hometown of Haddonfield, Illinois, where he looks for his next victims. Okay, so I just have a commentary on that just right off the bat. Yes. Um, you you <laughs> didn't learn to drive until like um, older than most people, right? Well, I didn't get my license until I was in my 20s, but I started driving when I was 16. Okay, so I just, I'm trying to envision. It's weird. Never having driven before and then stealing a car <laughs> and somehow oh fucking, ma- like uh, driving a car for the first time ever is scary. Yeah. This man just gets out and somehow functionally gets the vehicle to where he needs yeah, to go. At mm, least I call cap. <laughs> <laughs> at least I knew like you would the you basics been you just and had been. Yeah. yeah. And I had been driving on and off for several years, yeah. but then like didn't have my own car. Yeah. Until the one so there's, I no have reason, now. there's no point in having a license and you don't have, like, yeah, <sighs> no times were weird um well, we live in the city too so like it was cheap to get around yeah not so much anymore from what i'm hearing no. but i'm hearing uber's like 20 bucks it's crazy oh yeah. my god it's crazy but yeah that is uh kind of a plot hole you're gonna see a lot of those but, yeah just you're, i mean it's a horror movie you, you can't really go picking at the holes but you pick up on things so i expect you to be like hold the fuck on so just for the <laughs> for the audience's knowledge i have not seen many of the halloweens at all i love horror movies a lot of types of horror movies slashers are my least favorite kind yep um and the first halloween movie i think i saw was the one um i want to say it was the one that had freddy in it too and there's oh a ve- it was God. a rob zombie one there's a very graphic rape scene in the beginning yeah and i don't i don't do that shit i don't no. like it i think it's a very lazy writing yes and, and rob zombie also really tries to make rape scenes sexy which pisses me off even more because it's just it's it's, it's 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 grotesque and not in a fun horror way. It's in again just in a pervy lazy way. So, anyways, not that I dislike Halloween or or like hate the franchise. I just got a bad taste right off the bat. No, so I totally understand. I'm learning new things today with, with mean, these synopsis. I would say the first film, which by the way was supposed to be a standalone thing, it was there was supposed to be nothing after it. And look what came from it. So much. 40 years later, we're still doing stuff. Like, it's crazy. I will have, after all the synopses, I will have some, like, interesting facts about the first film and kind of, like, its birth, inception, whatever Jamie Lee Curtis was in the first one, right? 
Yes. I I adore her. And I, I, I love the meme that's going around right her. now where she's talking to the camera <gasps> and then Michael Myers just kind of pops behind and she turns around and he's gone. But like everyone's using it for a <laughs> meme. So it's like me thinking I have the day off and then Michael Myers in the back is like the plans how, I made I forgot about <laughs> how have I not seen that it's so funny I, kinda, I love her she's she is fantastic yeah she was uh 19 wow. when she filmed this movie yeah yeah uh her and also well so that's the fast fact I'll give you right now she was 19 years old and it was her first feature film wow I so know that was her like breakout yeah yeah. And then she became like, I, I don't want to say pigeonholed because she's done many other things, but, um, and a lot of them darkly comedic. Oh, even True Lies, which is yeah. fantastic. True but it's, Lies. it's also a, like, it can be kind of dark. A Definitely. Little bit. Yeah. And Scream Queens, where she is like the dean of a college. And uh, there's some tie-ins here with that. Which that is I very... love when they do that. Do. That's so much fun. Oh, there's definitely some full circle stuff we'll talk about. Yeah. It's very fun. So I also made a note here about the first one. So Michael, the reason why he kills his sister whether he did it or not. <gasps> Ooh, is that a fan theory or like a... It's a fan okay, theory. Okay. It's, it's about the other movie I'm going to tell you about. Okay. But so he may or may not have killed his sister because she was supposed to be babysitting him and taking him trick-or-treating. But instead, he went out on his own. He's wearing this cute little clown costume. Wait, he's 17? No, he's six. Wait, he, oh, I thought he killed her when he was... Wait, how old was, was she when... He, she he, was 17. <gasps> Oh, yes. Okay. So Judith okay. was 17. <laughs> like, Michael was 17 year old in this cute little costume was mad his sister. <laughs> okay, that makes a lot more sense. Well, all right, all right. She was too busy to like spend time with her brother because yeah, she, she was, was a 17 year old girl. She was making out with her boyfriend on the couch. Naturally. Yes. Well, as one does on Halloween. Yeah. And the, the first scene of the film, you're seeing this through Michael's mask that he's wearing. You're seeing so you just it hear the heavy breathing. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a clown costume. Yeah. And what a horrible last thing to see. Yeah. And then he grabs a knife. You see him doing this through his mask, grabs a knife. Oh, by the way, spoiler central. Stop the presses. I gotta put that in the oh, description. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, you should know if we say we're talking, you you did tell them you were gonna give a synopsis of each. A, I did a film. That so. was your warning. Sorry. So you, should, you should know by now that we will spoil things for you. Also. I mean, we've done it with many things. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, you see him through his mask, going to the kitchen, grabbing a knife, walking upstairs. For some reason, his sister's naked, sitting at her vanity, like brushing her hair. It was the late seventies. They put every titty <laughs> that they could on screen. Exactly. <laughs> it is a classic slasher, but not quite as bad as like Friday the 13th. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. And then he kills his sister, whatever gets put in an asylum. Um, Smith's Grove. So also when he returns to Haddonfield, his hometown, it appears that he's targeting specifically a group of babysitters, starting with three of them who he sees walking home from high school so or just whatever. Triggered from his sister. Well, in, 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 like. that's what it looks like, oh, right? Yeah. Because again, this was supposed to be a standalone film. I'll have more fast facts about that. Um, but yeah, babysitters are the name of the game for Michael. So in the second movie, uh, Halloween 2, out in 1981, this happens right after the film ends. You are um, 
getting brought through the ambulance. It's Lori after the aftermath of whatever's going on in the first one, not to be too spoiler heavy. She's brought to the hospital. Dr. Loomis comes and she thinks that Michael is dead. She thinks she killed him. Isn't that from my understanding? Again, I haven't seen all of them. Isn't that like each one? She's like, or like the person's like, finally. (laughs) And then it's just like, JK. (laughs) Every damn time. And even. That's why you always triple tap. (laughs) (laughs) Triple tap. Triple tap, tiny pieces, salt and burn. Yes. Salt and sage. I guess it doesn't work with some things. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't work with with Chucky, right? Don't they do that to Chucky? I I have not seen the Chuckies. This is just my. From my knowledge of the Chucky movies, it's kind of limited, but he never dies. Basically. Last I knew. So then know. you put it in an iron box and you drop it in the ocean. There you go. With weights in it. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll just be Bye, like bitch. cussing They're, up a storm. Yeah. You, you can haunt whatever giant <laughs> behemoth creatures are down there. I would watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she thinks that she kills Michael uh, and that the cops have killed Michael because there's lots of stabbery on Lori's end. And then also um, the cops are shooting at him. He just fucking gets up and walks away and they figure it out really fast because he walks to the hospital knowing that she's going there. Michael can put two and two together. He's not dumb. <laughs> so, he's just mute. <laughs> so while he's trying to find Lori, he's going and wreaking havoc throughout the entire hospital, killing the staff. So do like do tranquilizers work on him? Um, actually, I feel like I've have I seen tranquilizers used on Michael? I want to say that I have at some point or another, but I could be confusing that with something else. I Not feel cemetery, like, but again, now I'm wondering if it was. It was Michael versus Freddie, right? And not whoever, Jason Voorhees there, versus Freddie? Wait, there's a Freddie versus Jason. Maybe that. Maybe that's what I'm thinking that of. That might be. Of, I think that's that's the one that I watched. Yes. Um, and then there's video games with like all of them in it, basically. What's the one I'm thinking of? Mm. Now I can't. Now I'm not sure. We watched it before the new Halloween came out, which is why I thought it was hmm. um, Michael versus Freddie, but. I'm pretty sure it was Jason. <laughs> the, the only one that comes to mind, the only scene is there. Jason is in the woods. There's a girl in a sleeping bag and he's swinging the sleeping bag. <laughs> <against> the <tree>. That <laughs> is the only he's fucking scene. hulking out on her. It's the only scene I remember. And he's just throwing her against the tree. And it is the funniest shit Comedic ever. Gold. Oh my God. It is so campy. <laughs> That's delightful. I, maybe yeah. see now I'm, I know I've seen some of that because I watched <laughs> Halloween Ends and I thought we watched. Hmm, I'm gonna have to find. I'll ask. I'll ask. Uh, yeah, I'll ask John, what what it was that I watched. Definitely, because I, I I know Freddie was involved because that's I've never watched any of Freddie's and I learned that Freddie was a pedophile. So, um, I've greatly enjoyed well, watching him get absolutely fucking destroyed by either Jason or Michael. I think he was accused, but I don't know he that was it real was pedophile in this movie. See that that's the thing though is like he was accused. Maybe wrong. So maybe he like I could be pedophile in death out of rage. I mean, he has this like foot long tongue coming out of a phone. He was making at one point. He was he was making some not appropriate comments about the underage people in the movie. He's a creep. Yeah, we'll be bringing Freddie up. I did later. Like it was really I like I was rooting for mute murderer, be it Michael <laughs> or Jason. Um, mute murderer. Yeah. Fun. Yep. Yeah. So. While he's going around killing all the hospital staff, Loomis shows up 
and there is an explosion at the hospital and we think dr loomis dies in the blaze this is also where we find out that Lori is michael's sister his baby sister (gasps) Uh uh-huh whoa are you ever gonna watch these i feel like i'm ruining (laughs) i i i i'm pretty sure i've seen the first one although i don't remember i don't remember that um, but I do, I'm pretty sure we watched the first one before watching Halloween ends. Um, yeah. And, and I don't like, in my opinion with, if it's a movie that is more than five years old, it's my fault if it gets spoiled. <laughs> That's a good rule. I like it. We should put that on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enamel him. Um, yeah. So Lori is Michael's sister. So he's not necessarily targeting baby sisters. He's targeting his own family interesting yeah trauma's weird yeah so it makes you wonder like <laughs> what did they do like also a little sensitive if you're gonna kill your sister because she didn't walk you down the street to get candy for halloween it makes me think of um i went down a reddit deep dive and i you Love know taking those. with a grain of salt that maybe some things written on reddit aren't true um <laughs> but just i i reading stories and people talking about like obviously there's different personality disorders and parents who have a very specific kind of anti, um, anti-personal, not anti-personal, but a disorder where, where, where they are ingrained with like the sadistic serial killer, um, personality basically. So like mm. parents, the, one of the things that I read, and again, I read it on Reddit and I didn't do any deep dives on this cause it, it freaked me out the idea of having a child and then having it be basically evil no matter what you do but just oh like it's in your dna and like, it's well, unstoppable so like, not all sociopaths are bad people right um they do have a harder time um with impulse control and empathy so it's kind of like emotions it, some, of the, some of the things with interviews with sociopaths i've read where they're like to me me lying about drinking the last of the milk is the same level of like guilt as me stabbing someone to death like they just don't they don't understand like it's just not there (laughs) so like but it's not really a problem unless you mix in other things like sadism and that kind of stuff so oh that makes sense things about like the one thing that i read on reddit was his parent saying how they had a kid who was a nightmare their entire lives like through like to 17 he was still smearing shit on the walls he stabbed his dad at one point just like like a little monster. And then they, and they thought the whole time, like he was in therapy every week from a young age. Cause they knew something was wrong trying to figure out why they were not being like what they had done wrong. Oh and then they God. had by accident, a second child and the second child was, you know, quote unquote normal. Oh, and that's when they realized, Oh, there like, there's something wrong with our kid. And again, yeah. Reddit, it was probably like someone making up a story, but these things do happen. There are like, sometimes people are born and with, with things missing um and yeah. I don't remember where I was going with this Th- this is making me kind of kind of think of that like it, I don't know it's very it, the well, real life aspect of it is very scary because sometimes um almost like the idea of like predetermined fate our, our biology plays a lot of yeah like his interpretation of the situation and reaction to it like any normal kid would just be like yeah my bitchy older sister didn't take me that's trick-or-treating I went on process. my own yes. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know he went and stabbed her. Yeah, to death. versus like this, like I'm upset at you. I don't have a normal escalation of of anger. Yeah. So like, and, and I mean, we all knew kids at one to one extent or another who were like 
a little depraved. A little off. And, mm-hmm. would do, and would do things like that. And, like, hurting animals is obviously, like, a big sign that, like, something's not right. Yeah, um, we all know that kid. Yeah, there's all... And, and like, sometimes there's... There are other things going on, you know, like, familial sure. things. And I think there, it's very rare for someone to be truly, like, a sadistic sociopath. But um, those... It's very scary. Like, the real-life content of people who just don't... Uh, the I'll, I'll, There's a story that I'll share later about oh, a girl who... Um, killed her mother because she stopped going to school and didn't want her mother to find out basically Ooh, i and know it's a just, couple stories like that it's They're really awful. interesting where it's just like awful where we, we are we are our brains are computers and all it takes is a grain of dust in the right place yeah. for us to like stop functioning as a you know quote-unquote normal human yeah it's like a broken piano key yeah it just you takes know? it just takes one one thing to be off it to, like that's why people with tbis and and, and uh cancer in the brain tend to completely change who they are because yeah anything like a tbi and brain cancer or dementia getting older anything having to do with changing your personality it's scary and sad it it really is like that is i wouldn't wish that on anyone but it's it happens all the time that's i'm pretty sure the divorce rates for specifically brain cancers are are higher than any other because that wouldn't shock and me at all. And it's tough because it's like you love this person and you love who they were, but if they. Excuse me. Is it the battery? I don't think so. It's... Oh, is it a time? It shouldn't be. Oh. We're recording again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure before I like did anything weird. But yeah, the brain is a scary thing yeah. and it gets sick like any other organ in the body. But to me, it's like the scariest thing. It's yeah, it's it is. Um, it can be a nightmare. Literally. Yeah. On Elm Street. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, back to the movie. Yeah. So, OK. Lori is Michael's sister. Oh, my God. That's why he's trying to kill people. It just so happens that she was also a babysitter at one point in time. <laughs> I guess it's probably typical for teenage girls to be babysitters at some point. Oh, my God. I sure. never was. But, you know, I never was either. I thought about taking the course that they had, like in middle school. There was a course. Oh, well, OK. I, I wouldn't have known that. Obviously. <laughs> That's very homeschool. Yeah. <laughs> I will not start calling you that. <laughs> oh, man. So that was Halloween 2. Now we're moving on to Halloween 4. Remember, yeah. this is the machete cut. Timeline. Whatever. So this one is The Return of Michael Myers. Came out in 1988. This one picks up after the first two films with Michael waking up from a coma. He he has comas a lot, um, or twice. So he can't be killed, but he can be comatose. Yeah, yes, yeah. It's very weird. Yeah, traumatic brain injury. Yeah, yeah. You know, so his target is now his niece Jamie Lloyd, because Lori off camera at some point died in a car accident. It's just alluded to in the movie. Wait, Lori is Jamie Lee Curtis's character? Yes, but she was in other movies. I will explain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they put band-aids and scotch tape and duct tape all over it. <laughs> this isn't canon. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what's canon now. It's crazy. But yeah, so she died in an off 
screen accident like years prior there's scenes with jamie looking at an old photo of Lori, and it's like so cute and definitely from the first movie so the thing about jamie is that she is bullied about her lineage because everyone knows that michael myers the boogeyman yeah is her uncle and that's what everybody calls him the boogeyman um so at the end of this film, Michael, he gets shot like a lot and then thrown down a mine shaft. <laughs> so, I mean, they're, they're, they are triple tapping. They're oh, doing what as they should. They absolutely are. Another weird thing with this one, Dr. Loomis comes back. He was not killed in the blaze at the hospital. And Jamie dresses up in the same costume that Michael wore. When he murdered his sister, it's a white and red clown costume with a mask. I think she knows. I'm fairly certain. I mean, kids making fun of her for it and everything. Yeah. What a weird choice. And she goes and takes a pair of really long scissors and tries to kill her foster mother with them. So like possessed by his... She... Kind of. And, you know, one of the later films, it almost makes me feel like there's a tie in there with it as to the reason why. So (laughs) I'll get to it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'll get to it. Um, Let's see. Yeah. She tries to kill her foster mom because obviously her mom's dead. And directly right after this, remember. That's so odd. Yeah, give me one Let's triage. Wait, I don't remember where we were. Hold Um, on. I'm slightly paranoid. I want to just look and make sure. Okay, we're we're having possible technical difficulties, people. Um, Possibly Parker's fault. She's recording. Now I have to look because it looks like the camera just moved. (laughs) (laughs) Stay that way. Okay. Yeah, we're just freaking ourselves out that it's not recording. Perger. Think we're Perger. It's Perger. You're not welcome here. You're the girl. Go to bed. We never said goodbye. I realized that after I listened (gasps) to the episode. I blame you. You're the Perger expert. (laughs) I don't. Perger (laughs) expert. I don't want to be known for that. No thanks. You can be known for other things as well. Bye, pegs. Like your gluten gluten intolerance. (laughs) Yeah, I'm your gluten intolerant host, Big Spoon. I love Big Spoons and onions. And onions. (laughs) That's going to be the epitaph. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) On your gravestone. Can someone love Big Spoons and onions? (laughs) You know what? I might for the jokes. I might. (laughs) Oh, mine's going to say so long, fuckers. Oh, I like that. You was, should. Yeah. Well, I, I don't remember if I told you. My therapist, we were talking about values. Okay. And I was saying how, uh, I don't remember how it came up, but my therapist said that a good way to figure out what your values are is what three things would you like on your gravestone? And I said, so long, fuckers. And she said, I meant more things like loving mother, mother wonderful friend, but that works too. <laughs> I was going to say... She's pretty dark. No wonder you two get along. But no, you're the dark one still. <laughs> she's no, she's she's fantastic. She but seems yeah, she's awesome. She definitely. I just I misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> I thought it was three words, and so long, fuckers is perfect. I love it. <laughs> or see you in hell. That works too. But yeah. so long, fuckers is better. My my brain would go to the same thing. Yeah, I love yep. it. <laughs> Help! It's hot down here. <laughs> oh, I love stuff Eat like. <laughs> I love that stuff so much. 
let us know what you would use as your epitaph what would you put on your headstone yeah interesting so halloween (laughs) yeah back to halloween so now right after the whole killing stepmom with the scissors i don't know if she actually succeeded but we are now on halloween 5 the revenge of michael myers and this came out in 89 this one shows us what happened to michael right after the mineshaft situation so basically it like i've heard some things where he like crawls into a cave but i specifically remember like a river or something or a creek and he's like washing down the creek and so it just like flushes him out yeah so i like researched to make sure i wasn't having like the is it the mandela effect yeah where i'm remembering it like very weirdly um so i've seen both (laughs) it's like the bernstein bernstein bears People have actually found evidence that both existed. Yes. And it makes me They're wonder if it's right. I, I think it was probably a typo. It was a misprint. It's probably. a lot easier in the age of social media to not make those mistakes. Yes. But yeah, I, that had to be what it was. But there's a record of the mistakes online. Yes. Thank I you. I don't internet. know so much about yours. You might just be imagining things. This is possible. <laughs> it's because you've got a big imagination. I do. <laughs> That's all I do is daydream. Oh, God. <laughs> Anything to disassociate from this reality. How can I disassociate myself out of this situation? I do that a lot. Horror movies are better. <laughs> They're way more fun. At least there's an end. Listen, I've been watching a, a whole lot of trash reality TV on Netflix because that is the drama I'm here for. I don't want real life drama. I want to hear about other people's problems. I don't remember who I was telling this to, but I was saying how, like, I always and very pretentiously like i would never read people magazine like i don't care what's going on in the lives of celebrities meanwhile i'm four hours deep into like a reddit am i the asshole thread <laughs> like just learning all the backstory to this like i'm just we're we're just we just like the drama yeah it's the <laughs> same it's, thing it's more lighthearted much. usually like i mean reddit can be not but like <laughs> yeah you know like i might get what you're saying uh what is it love on the spectrum I I've, love that show so much. I've been told to watch it and to be prepared to cry. It's like so sweet. ugly cry because it's so sweet. And I just I've been watching a lot of oh my god, this Korean show. It's called The Devil's Plan. It is crazy. And it is a reality so good. show? It is a reality show. It's on Netflix. About the devil? Well, no, there's this masked figure that is like the host, and you have this team of people. Welcome to my Korean survival game podcast. Um. Is this like, uh, what's that show that everyone was obsessed with? Um. Like Big Brother? No, or it wasn't a reality show. Oh, uh, Squid Game? Yeah, okay. it sounds Squid Gamey. So kind of, but it's more of a mind game. And let me tell you what, about five minutes into the rules being told to you, you're like, oh my God, I'm never going to remember any of this. So I don't know what happens behind the scenes. I'd be mega fucked. Each game has like 30 rules. I would just, I'm not kidding. I can't even, I don't even know what you were talking about 60 seconds ago. I can't imagine <laughs> if you're trying to list off rules yeah, to me. It's a lot Gotta of- Gotta be in writing, folks. Yeah. It's a lot of, this is the concept of the game. If this happens, then this must happen. This is not allowed if this happens. And it is crazy. One of the first games they play is a virus- each person has a different character that they play. Like someone's a journalist. There's two people that are terrorists. That sounds fucking There's, fun. It is. <laughs> There's another oh, game towards the that. end that's poker. We have a party like that. It's basically like a murder mystery kind of type thing. It very much is. And it's crazy. And there's this whole token system. You have to get 
these golden keys and they're shaped like a diamond or a square, I guess you could say. Um, I won't spoil anything else for those that want to watch this because it's still relatively new, but it is delicious. Like the drama yeah. is so fun. Like It's just ugh. nice to like, and I also like the Brit- Great British Baking Show. Um, I, it's a comfort show. It's so nice watching <laughs> like shows like that where you know like i don't know I, not that i don't like american reality shows because i also like american baking shows but american baking hate. shows it's like there's a hate and a rage yeah in it's in a like competition. you have 30 minutes and if you don't get it right your life is over and the great british baking shows like oh bollocks my flan didn't <laughs> rise the way it's supposed to and they all love each other and they support each other and that's and why who makes the dirtiest jokes and she knows what she's doing you know what you're doing prue when you say that you like it when they squirt you're not talking about did the pastry she, did, she, <laughs> <laughs> did she or did she not recently say something about okay tell me about your beaver oh yes she, <laughs> she it was an animal cake every episode every episode she says the raunchiest stuff and she gets away with it because she's adorable. And she's like, oh, why did the red light just go off? You bitch, what is wrong with you? All right, you can keep it recording. I'm just going to. Yeah, no, that's funny. Um, but I will say for the devil's plan, yes, there's a lot of drama. There's a little bit of backstabbery, but it's not anywhere near like American television. But also when people get eliminated, everybody's crying they're thanking them for being part of the team and telling them how great they did so it is really sweet in a lot of different ways i enjoy it i had so much fun that's my version of trash television it's not totally trash right now i am balls deep in um surviving paradise which i like weirdly got attached to some characters and i don't feel great about it <laughs> they're like a bunch of millennials and they get split up into groups in paradise is it like well Bahamas or something some of you are in paradise and you have to be in paradise to win but some of you are outsiders and you are deep in the woods you get beans and rice without a shower and you get to like attack the people in paradise well there's games that happen and it is like it sounds like the games that you would play with like the neighborhood boys when you're like seven it is <laughs> it, that's what it feels like it's very um nostalgic yeah like sense. i mean i imagine now i probably wouldn't enjoy it so much because i got a de- i got a sensitive tummy and i i don't <laughs> my back hurts if i sleep in the wrong position but <laughs> maybe 10 years ago are we reverting it. back to being children <laughs> no it's the opposite i'm like 90 oh my god so anyway curse of michael myers wait no revenge of michael myers 1989 so the fifth movie okay a good year the year taylor swift was born i think right yeah (laughs) is it i don't know i'm pretty sure there's an album called 1989 i'm gonna get hate for this i really don't know i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it's called 1989 because that's the year she was born it's, it's gotta 80s. be it's gotta it's be a thing i'm pretty sure it's 1989 it's like my moon and i have 90 but it looks yeah. like a it looks like zc but it's actually xc oh no i did it on purpose oh it, it's just it the does, style it looks like it looks like it could could be either yeah which yeah. is fine yeah um you should always have something identifiable on you in case someone finds your clandestine grave if there's still skin if there's still skin 19 unless you want to engrave your bones might be tough to do that how have I Your never teeth. thought about that? 
like having some type of like identifier yeah like your social security on your teeth if you have one yeah not teeth i I meant social security numbers because not everyone has them not everyone has teeth either (laughs) this conversation is going like over the cliff oh god (laughs) okay so the Revenge of Michael Myers. This one shows us what happened to Michael right after the mine shaft. Michael's body, it washes up on shore, basically, from this creek. And a guy living in the woods finds him. He spends spends an entire year nursing Michael back to health. Again, Instead of bringing him to the hospital. As one does. Weird, weird folky bulk. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Um, So he nurses him back to health. And Michael is in a coma again. So, but Halloween night, he wakes up. And this is where we find out that he is somehow psychically connected to Jamie Lloyd, his niece. Psychically? Like he can like... Well, something's going on because when he wakes up, there's a split scene between him and Jamie and... You see her, she's in bed and her hand starts moving and Michael's hand starts moving when he starts waking up. Whoa. And later on, as he starts killing people, which by the way, he super kills the guy that nursed him back to health, like immediately. What a turd. Uh-huh. And then he's on this hunt for Jamie. And as he's going along, she can see when he's killing people and what he's doing. Yeah. That Does one, she know or she like think that she's having weird dreams or something i i can't really remember like from her perspective what is going on because i was a kid when i watched this film but it's actually one of the ones that stuck in my mind the most because at this time jamie is a mute she can't speak whoa yeah so when from what she, happened to her before yeah, yes and then trying to kill her foster mom yeah so that's real trauma yeah. like legit even more so then what happened to Michael? Not that that isn't traumatic or yeah. wouldn't be to someone, but that's like real messed up. For sure. So the entire time that she's trying to get away from Michael, she cannot scream. She cannot call for help. She can't warn people that he's coming. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. But they're not on the same team, despite the fact that she also was like trying to be a murderer. No, in this movie, she does try to appeal to his sensibilities, like the family thing. Yeah. Because she eventually does speak. Okay. Um, but it doesn't work. So Dr. Loomis is back again and he tries to, he tries to subdue Michael, but it doesn't work because he has a stroke and lands on top of Michael at some point unfortunate timing yes and i don't know if he's dead or alive but michael is arrested and brought to jail (laughs) also throughout this movie there is a man dressed in black following michael and wherever he goes he goes to the jail and retrieves him and that's where the movie is yes in the next movie dr doom (laughs) (laughs) so the next one in order Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. This came out in 95. It is, again, six years later. And guess what time it is? It's cult o'clock, dirtlings. Yeah. Because now we find out why Michael cannot die. So, the man in black is from a druid cult. Yes. Okay. A, dru- 
I know. It's I guess kind it's, of when was lot. when did this come out again? Like ninety five. So like when the Satanic Panic was still kind of doing its thing. Yeah, pretty much. So the star of this film is actually Paul Rudd. Really? Yes. Oh, we'll have to watch that one. Yeah, you probably should check it I out. Love me some. Paul it's Rudd. it's not bad. It's just different. Well, actually, no, you're probably not going to want to watch this one because okay. this one is kind of gross, and I really don't like it. He's obsessed with this cult. Um, Michael is or the guy in the black Paul um, Paul Rudd oh he, his character okay, so gotcha. here's the thing about his character he plays Tommy Doyle that was the kid that um, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode was babysitting in the first film but grown up so back in 1978 he was a little boy Halloween night Laurie was watching him he grows up becomes obsessed with this cult looks him up online does all kinds of stuff weird yeah, yeah it's very interesting um but we love paul rudd yes always so <laughs> and we find out that michael can't die because of this druid curse it's called the curse of the thorn and there's like a little rune on the inside of his wrist and that's the thing keeping him alive i don't know okay it's very weird yeah yeah so the bad thing that I don't like and I like only vaguely remember from this film is that Jamie, the niece, she's now 14. She is pregnant. She was forced to carry this baby by the cult. Ugh. Yeah. Wait, how, old did, how old did you say she is? 14. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, 95. Yeah. Um, <laughs> little problematic. I don't really like it. So, um... She's a prisoner of the cult, and that cult set Michael free from the jail. The man in black is the leader of the cult. Okay. It's all very weird. So what do they want? Do they just want him to wreak havoc? I have it's- no idea. I have no idea, but at the same time, I don't know if maybe they're trying to tie in the third movie, which we haven't covered yet because it's not in chronological order. Okay. Um according to like the machete cut yeah because there's some druid stuff there as well gotcha in my opinion yeah we'll talk about it okay um yeah so jamie she does escape but and and she also has the baby but michael does end up killing her she hid the baby away tommy doyle paul rudd he's the one that finds the baby and saves it and Actually, that's all I know about that one. It's kind of interesting. I think is that I the only one with Paul Rudd in it? Mm-hmm. It, I believe so. I mean, ninety-five was that was he was just getting started in ninety-five, right? Oh yeah, it was very new, and he's very like tinfoil hat kind of dude in it, but it's kind of fun. So that's about all I know, and I only really remember like the beginning scenes to that film. So that's the same year that he did Clueless, which I think was like oh, his first big movie. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He was great in Clueless. Oh, Red. what a good movie. What a lovely man. I know. <laughs> so now, <laughs> now we go to Halloween H2O 20 years later, and this comes Arner. out. <laughs> Arner. Arner. <laughs> it comes out in 1998. It opens with Michael vandalizing a home of a, his recently deceased former psychiatrist, Samuel Loomis. And he finds out that Lori faked the car accident death and she went into hiding. So it's trying to erase everything that happened earlier. Okay. 
when he started going after Jamie. Gotcha. His uh, niece. Okay. And Lori's kid. So she faked her death and becomes a principal of a private boarding school and her own son attends that school. It's played by... That's a conflict of interest. A little bit. It's played I guess by... it's allowed, but... <laughs> I'll allow it. Josh Hartnett plays her son. Who's that? Josh Hartnett? Mm-hmm. Um, The most recent... Well, have you ever seen The Faculty? Great movie. Mm-hmm. It's a sci-fi movie. Josh Hartnett. And he was also just in the latest... He looks super familiar. Yeah. He was in the last Black Mirror that came out. I haven't... I think I saw him in Pearl Harbor because I watched a lot of war yep, movies as a definitely. kid. definitely um the faculty down i've also seen that amazing oh 30 Uh, days a night yeah okay so i've i've seen him in a few things um i have not black mirror i stopped watching after the first season just because um it was depressing (laughs) it is very depressing i I don't i don't Um, need that i will say that the last season that came out is depressing but it's very different because like normally it's about technology and how it's gonna fuck you yeah um this one it actually had some horror and sci-fi in it which was pretty cool yeah yeah i liked Hmm. it but anyway josh hartnett plays her son yeah (laughs) so Lori, she beheads michael in this movie good for her yeah but later we find out like he's kind of like crushed and wedged into something can't really remember what it is but you see, I mean, they're being very thorough, yeah, in, in, as as one should, in trying to kill him. And oh yeah, the most thorough, yeah. Like, like she's fire, they're doing they're doing it right. Guns, <laughs> stabbery, yeah, whatever. A, a mine shaft. So, um, what you see though is Michael with the mask and his jumpsuit, and he's reaching out and trying to like. It looks like he's trying to ask for Lori's help, so she beheads him. And what we find out is that it wasn't Michael. He put his clothes and his mask on a paramedic whose larynx was crushed. <gasps> so he couldn't ask for help. That's one of my like favorite horror movie twists <sighs> where, so, I mean, not fa- I don't know if favorite is the right term, but it's, it's always a good it's twist a good where one. like someone gets killed and it's a little bit sus and then the mask comes off and you're like, oh, it's, it's so good. I like that kind of twist too. It's very fun for me. And then I'll wait. So we're going to, what I'm going to do, I, I, my guess is I need to figure out how to connect it to audio without it. Um, I, I, I'm assuming that's what the issue is. We're going to try recording without the audio and I'll just, just I'll drag it over like I did last time, which it's a pain in the ass, but it's not, not that big of a pain in the ass. Um, and if, if that doesn't work, then I'm going to reach out because I'm assuming there's something wrong with the battery. If it's, if it's overheating. Yeah. It couldn't hurt just in case. We'll We'll see. I hope it works. Me too. I mean, we still got an hour and a half out of it before it, like... That's fair. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Going. So, next, we have Halloween Resurrection. This came out in 02. And the film opens with Lori. She is institutionalized following the Halloween H2O uh, film. Mm -hmm. And that was three years earlier. So, Michael comes to pay her a visit. They're having an epic battle runaround situation on the roof of the hospital. And so do people think she's crazy? Oh, yes. Like they don't, they're not, they you, think despite she's... the fact that this, this being has killed cops and paramedics and yep. stuff, they think that she's just making it up out of her mind. Probably a little nuts after killing the wrong person. Okay. That's you know, fair. Yeah. can't be helped situation. Michael ends up stabbing her in the back 
And before she falls off the roof, she tells Michael, I'll see you in hell. And he drops her. And it's Metal. fucking awesome. And Metal. I think I cried when I first saw that because I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I love her. <laughs> she, there's just, I've never heard anything about her that made me not like her. Nope. Like she's perfect. She's just amazing. And, and her, and everything everywhere all at once, which is the, one I of my to top five. That. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. <laughs> you it told me to watch it before. so fucking good. And I can't describe, I cannot even tr- begin to de- try to describe to you what it's about. Maybe no it's not possible it's just so (laughs) it's so fucking good and it has a lot of actors who i absolutely adore in it along with jamie lee curtis just it's just everything i don't have i don't have a single complaint about it there's nothing i would change i gotta watch it i've heard that it was really good you've told me to watch it it's on my list it's a trip once i get through surviving paradise because i'm trash (laughs) you you gotta get your you know your priorities i get it a little bit um (laughs) (laughs) so after he kills his sister he heads home because what else are you going to do? Yeah. Job is done. You know, yep. time to go put your family. feet up, have a beer. Yep. yep. He's the only one left, whatever. Problem is, yeah, his house is abandoned, but it's full of reality TV contestants. And what? they are they are filming an overnight stay like a in the Michael Myers house. Okay, it, I it's, love that. It's very fun. Tyra Banks is in it. Really? Busta Rhymes. Like, there's a lot of really good. There's a, a really good when cast was this? in you this said one. Two thousand two. Um, like, yes, this was in 02. So like, Tyra Tyra Banks was, I would say, close to her peak at that point. Right? Oh, definitely. Like, it's it was a very fun film to watch. I loved it, and also just the aspect of a reality it's TV so show. Campy. And it's spooky. I love the crossover. Yeah, with that kind of stuff. It's very cool. And so at some point, the house is set ablaze, and Michael dies in the fire he's wrapped up in cables from all the tv equipment that's yeah. fun i don't know it, it's very interesting um then we're gonna move on we're gonna go to halloween 2018 i mentioned it earlier this is kind of a reboot but not it is a direct sequel of the 1978 film so does that so, take place right after takes place 40 years later so you have the 1978 film where Lori believes that she kills Michael, but he gets up and walk walks away. Yeah. And then you move directly to 40 years after and what that event did to her psychologically. So in this, in this one, are the ones in between not canon, essentially? Completely erased. Okay. Totally okay. gone. It erases a lot of things, actually. Can, I think <laughs> with, with series like this, where, I mean, you're not... You don't watch Halloween for the plot. You know yes. what I mean? So I think, I feel like with movies like that, you can get away with just kind of fucking around with it. Cause you're watching it. Cause you want to watch the slasher, scary, spooky, sure. Campy yeah. horror movie stuff. If the plot doesn't line up, you're not, people don't stop watching it. There's a reason that it's gotten away with this for years. I think possibly, and I could be wrong that the intent of this film was to end it and to have the story make sense. Gotcha. And they did it really well. Like, I thought it was a great film. I didn't watch it in theaters. Watched it streaming online somewhere. Yeah, I think, I think I'm pretty sure I've seen this one before Halloween ends. You might have because there's podcasters in it. Are there really? Yes. Well, it? journalists. But, well, they're not like anyone you would know. They're just a podcast Oh, so not like, not like real life podcasters who are like actors no. in the movie. They okay. go to visit Michael at Smith's Grove. Okay, maybe. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen one that halloween ends also is her in the future right and she's like 
Halloween. We'll get to it. I Halloween kills. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're coming up real shortly. So something about this film, it was the highest grossing film in the franchise. People were losing their minds. Worldwide, it made $260 million. The budget was $10 million. Wow. Astronomical. And And $10 million, honestly, that's a small budget for a movie in the, like this this era of movie making yeah and i think i want to say when i was looking up um what it made box office first week was something like 76 million like it was crazy that's crazy they yeah. did so well good on you yeah so again it's another reboot a direct sequel to the original halloween treats all other movies as if they never happened and also there's no sibling drama there's no overt relationship to michael it's just he's coming back to finish the job okay of i didn't kill this babysitter i'm gonna go kill her now yeah yeah whatever so she is still traumatized and again this is jamie lee curtis she comes back 40 years later later to play laurie strode she is alive and well she's living a reclusive lifestyle and her house her yard is booby trapped like everything is a trap. So maybe I have seen that one. You unless, might unless have. her is her house booby trapped in any of the other newer ones. I don't believe it is. So I have seen this. I, one. I just I don't. I just wrong, don't remember but... the podcaster part of it. But I I do remember them finding her and her being like she's she's fucking ready for that last battle by <laughs> yeah. by this point. So um, yeah, she's a recluse, heavily fortified house. She keeps in touch with her granddaughter, Allison, and rarely sees her daughter. Her daughter was taken away from her as a child. Aww. And Michael, he breaks out of Smith's Grove, kills two journalists slash podcasters after they had just visited him, kind of testing the water, seeing if they he would talk to them, even holding his mask out, and just seeing if he would just like respond in any way, and he yeah. never does. So um, he kills them, I think, at a gas station, and it's fucking crazy i do remember that piece and then he just goes on to hunt the strode family down to kill them so then we have halloween kills and that came out in 2021 it picks up right where the 2018 one left off michael's trapped in the basement of laurie strode's burning home again it's all booby trapped like he cannot get out of this basement but he does escape he kills some firefighters who were trying to help him <laughs> not realizing like what was going I have on seen this once. yeah okay. i remember that yeah yeah and um lori she reunites with her daughter karen the one that she doesn't talk to and is rushed to the hospital this one takes place in a hospital for the most part okay and um then tommy doyle makes a return not paul rudd though he i don't believe anyway i think this is like obviously much older yeah because last time it was 95 yeah yeah so tommy doyle learns that myers is not in fact dead and he rallies a mob of vigilantes including allison to hunt michael down it doesn't go to plan there's another patient at the hospital that ends up getting the blame and he ends up dying in the mob like it's really awful um and then there's just like a ton of other deaths with the franchise's central characters. There's a lot of people that returned that were in the other older films. Gotcha. As their characters that had survived. Yeah. There's like a really fun like bar scene and all that with all of them in it. It's yeah. pretty cute. And then there's Halloween Ends. 
This is the final film in the latest reboot trilogy and picks up four years after the events of Halloween Kills. So the granddaughter, Allison, she is now living with Lori. And in the last movie, Michael killed Karen, the daughter. Okay. So the granddaughter's alive, daughter is dead, Lori's still here. Yeah. As far as Michael Myers goes, he hasn't been seen since that Halloween night four years earlier when he killed 43 people. And yeah. that's all the information I could find out about that one. And I can't really remember what's going on, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of death, mayhem, and blood. And yeah. Whatever. And then now we get to the zombie ones. We're almost done here. So Rob Zombie's Halloween came out in 07. It takes place in 1990. Okay. When Michael Myers was a child. So what this movie does is create some backstory as to why Michael is the way he is and not so much his sister didn't walk him around during Halloween to trick or treat. So he has spent years in therapy with Dr. Loomis, who's played by Malcolm McDowell of, you know, Malcolm McDowell fame. He's been in like hundreds of movies. A lot of them like horror. Didn't he play... What's his face in a Clockwork Orange? Never seen Clockwork Orange. I've I've started watching it and I turned it off on purpose. It's pretty violent. Uh, I can I take violent, I, but yeah, yeah. it's like a really bad rape scene. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. That's probably why I haven't seen it. I Honestly, I, I, yeah, I don't know anything about Clockwork Orange. I know it's like a, a classic, quote unquote. I think it's a but Kubrick. It's, I've, yeah, I've, I've never... Never seen it. Just never had the urge to watch it. And now I definitely, I'm just, now I'm not going to watch it. Nope, out of, not Out of intent. Yeah. Not a thing you need to watch. Yep. So the story, it still ends in the same place with Michael escaping, heading back to Haddonfield to find Laurie Strode. And so this one we're putting towards the end because it's a totally separate timeline, again, taking place in the 90s yeah. kind of thing. Or, well, later, I yeah. suppose, 2000s. Um, Wait, is it? Yeah. Help me. I can't I can't remember. I don't remember if it was he was a kid in 1990 or he started killing in 1990 as an adult. Cuz basically Michael starts killing people when he's like 21. So this is like unlike the first one where he starts killing people at 6. It's saying he doesn't start till he's in his 20s. I do believe he kills his sister, his sister when he's 6 years old. It's just instead of 1978, it's 1990. Okay. I believe that's what the timeline is. And again, this does flesh out his background, but this is not something that people really wanted to know. They kind of like the facelessness and the unknowing and the mystery. Yeah. And John Carpenter didn't like it. Yeah. Well, you put the reality into it and then it's not fun anymore. Then it's real. And we don't want that. Exactly. (laughs) We're watching it to pretend that this stuff isn't real. (laughs) Exactly. So then Rob comes out with the halloween 2 that comes out in 09 and it's set a year after the first film laurie strode is dealing with some trauma from the previous halloween obviously and yeah michael myers meanwhile he's been living on the run as a hitchhiker i don't know what else are you gonna do yeah i guess (laughs) so this is until he begins having visions of his mom calling for him to return home and find laurie and I'm pretty sure Sherry Moon Zombie plays the mom. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. She's in all of his movies. I yeah. Think cute. So now we're going to talk about Season of the Witch. Okay. Halloween 3. Okay. It has nothing to do with anything. Okay. There were uh, creative differences with uh, Deborah Hill 
a co-producer or co-screenwriter and um john carpenter they wanted to do this thing but other people were like no let's do like a direct right after the first film like in the hospital doing all this other stuff and they're like it's probably gonna tank yeah and it did the second movie actually didn't do very well at all really yes um but i don't think the third one did very well either because it was kind of sci-fi yeah yeah so basically season of the witch let me read what i got here because it's it's a little all over the place i hardly remember this film so this one was released in 1982 and it was a failed attempt at an anthology so like a story in a series of three but it's kind of different and all on its own just in the same like universe yeah it's really not though it doesn't make any sense Hmm. so there's no Michael Myers in this film there's no Laurie Strode this one is about a company run by this guy who took a piece of stone from Stonehenge and it's like giant like monolith size Wait, so he takes one of the Stonehenge, like one of the henges from Stonehenge? Well, it's a stone from around there. I mean, don't think one with a, you know. Not like one of the like big, big ones though, right? Well, it's pretty massive. <laughs> so did he just like disassemble Stonehenge? I don't know, but he got a hold of it and he starts doing some weird druid shit. And I don't know exactly how this works but there's some druid type stuff going on with the stone that has to do with a chip that he puts in these three different masks and it's a skeleton a witch and a pumpkin and people that put on these masks what's supposed to happen is when they're watching tv and wearing these masks there's going to be this broadcast all around the world and he really did a good job at trying to popular popularize the mask so that all these kids would buy it. Yeah. When they tune into this thing, the broadcast, they're going to see a pumpkin on the screen and all of the kids are going to die. Whoa. <laughs> it's so kind of anticlimactic. Like they're not going to go crazy and kill a bunch of people. They just die. Yeah. I don't know. He, he should have just gone, you know, you go hard or you go home. You don't just like, I really, I don't understand, but basically Stonehenge, the stone itself is powering the computer chips and again, John Carpenter yeah. um, and Deborah Hill, they were the ones that created this film and they wanted to make something a little bit different and kind of sci-fi yeah. and still surrounding the whole Halloween, the curse thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's the end of the machete cut. Yeah. Like what order you should be watching them in. Arguably, we have a 13th film and it's Jordan Peele's 2017 film called us really i know explain uh, us is hear a fantastic movie but hear me out like what does this have to do with anything so if you haven't seen this film spoiler alert a family's woken up at night and they're attacked by a family that looks just like them they're doppelgangers yeah have you seen the film i've, I've seen us okay yeah. uh, jordan peele does a phenomenal horror oh movies. my god i just had watchy but <laughs> i just had watchy i had jesse watch get out and I think and he nope, liked it. So good. Nope is so good. They're, I love They're nope. all like just. Genius. They're all very different. Um, yes. Just plot wise. But they're all just very good. Very good horror movies. Yeah. yeah. I thought so too. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. So this family of doppelgangers. They come from a bizarre underground facility. 
And this is where the connection where Halloween comes in. This is a fa- is this, this a proven connection or it's a, a fan? fan theory? Okay. So it's revealed that in Halloween Resurrection that there is a network of tunnels beneath Michael Myers's house, similar to the ones with the family in us. I have heard this theory. You have? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So it's very interesting. Yeah. And the theory is that Michael never killed his sister, Judith. Instead, yeah. Michael ventured into those tunnels where he was discovered and replaced. His replacement went back to the surface, killed the sister, and then spent the next 15 years confounding Dr. Loomis. I mean, I don't necessarily know if I believe that it was, that was intentional no, but it's on, fun. The, on the, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I like it. And it, it, it tracks enough that it's kind of a, like a fun idea to imagine that it happens within the same universe. Yeah. I just think it's cool that there's like tunnels under the house and yeah. like, what if that was a thing? There was a universe in which houses with tunnels underneath them were like, you know, could all be yeah yeah Yeah. so that is the synopsis for each of the 12 movies and then an additional one that could be in the same universe who knows and then the only other thing are some cute facts about the first movie yeah let's hear them we do yeah (laughs) we want to hear them now i feel like i've been talking for hours i'm sorry no you're good so halloween franchise episode yay i love halloween the series and the you know anyway <laughs> first one's my favorite one though gotta admit That's, i i think horror movies tend to be um the first is usually the best typically yeah. i mean i'm trying to think off the top of my head if there's another evil dead i like i mm. i the first one's not my favorite yeah um but the ones later i like the newer fun. ones a little better yeah the newer ones are fun i the most recent one was i i, I liked i think oh my god it was so creepy Her yeah face, i can't get over it oh she did such a fantastic job oh so good yeah on point very freaky features to yeah begin with, but like in a beautiful way <laughs> yeah yeah so halloween some interesting facts are well the first one i think most important one the title was actually supposed to be the babysitter murders <laughs> that would have like, been harder to turn into a series i feel like yes halloween so, is like I agree, and so did one of the producers. His name was Erwin Yablans. Yablans? Anyway, Erwin. He suggested having the plot surrounding a holiday. That way it would make it more memorable. Yep, that's smart, because if you Google Halloween, the franchise is somewhere on that first page. Literally. And so they chose Halloween to make it kind of spooky, and that's when the title came to be. Yeah. And then, um, so the director was... John Carpenter, who has done so many horror movies, please look him up. Yeah. He's he's a genius. And his co-screenwriter, Deborah Hill, they wrote the movie script in 10 days. Wow. I know. It's incredible sometimes when you hear about, um, when you hear like people just kind of, they get the idea and they whip it. There's, there's another, there's a book that's a very popular book that you, that you have to read in high school. I can't remember what it's called, but the, the author came up with the idea and wrote and finished the book in a week. Just like. Oh my God. Cannot. Would not be me. Well, actually. So he. I cannot remember the original guy. Like his name. He came up with this idea. And was looking for a director to do the film. And ended up choosing John Carpenter. And that was the idea. He just wanted some crazed serial killer. Killing babysitters. And, this and that was the whole premise. And where 
serial killers were like a really like a literal thing. thing. I mean, maybe I don't know if the general population knew about them at the same level that we know now. That's obviously, fair. because they were. I mean, the the term was fairly new still in the seventies, right? I think it came I don't even knew know if it was made yet. Who coined the term serial killer? I can't remember his name, but the guy who's in Mindhunter. <laughs> oh, um, oh my god. COVID. Thanks. Um, I know. When was serial killer first used? Start with a um, D. 1974. David. Yeah. Uh, Robert, Robert Ressler. Oh, Robert Ressler. Okay. Who am I thinking of? Who's the other guy? Did he work for? Who am I thinking of? David Berkowitz? Nope. <laughs> no, he's a serial killer. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> um, It'll come to me. I'm not going to worry. Yeah. When you look up, when you look up serial killer term first used and David, you only get, you get david berkowitz you get david parker ray um oh god yeah well that makes sense yeah i guess yeah well anyway (laughs) so yeah they uh created the script in just 10 days john carpenter himself wrote the entire score for the film in three like the piano music yeah and so they started filming in the may um in may of 1978 the film was shot in 20 days that's nuts uh-huh it's totally mind-blowing to me and i'm pretty sure the guy who is also like kind of hanging out but like part of the production team pretty sure i've read that he only made 20 dollars a day but jamie lee curtis she was paid eight grand total for her work 20 days eight grand i'd probably do it i don't know yeah that's, yeah. that's a decent <laughs> paycheck especially in the 70s oh definitely so everything was kind of done on the cheap because of their budget. Yeah. So Jamie, they they went to J.C. Penny and they paid a hundred bucks for her entire wardrobe throughout the series. Yeah. Uh, well, series the of movie. events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the budget was three hundred and twenty-five grand. So not a ton, but like I don't know, for the seventies, not terrible. That's still technically B movie level. It very much is like yeah. a B movie in my it's opinion. What, it's under. A million makes it a B movie. Yes, that's mm-hmm. correct. Even for the seventies, I haven't. I've only seen that used just kind of as the description, not broken down by a timeline. But I would right. say, I mean, obviously things are a lot more expensive now. But even for the seventies, that's that's a very cheap budget. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> you can, I guess you could call it a B movie because so they filmed this in. Um, South Pasadena and Hollywood, California, but it takes place in the fictional town of Haddonfield, yeah. Illinois. And that name was actually taken from Deborah Hill. Her hometown is Haddonfield, New Jersey. So when they're filming, there's parts where you can see palm trees. Yeah. 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 And also the leaves were brought in from somewhere else and they were painted. Do you want to take a wild guess who brought the leaves to the set? Like, is it a specific person that I would know? I have no idea. It was Robert England who played Freddy Krueger. Interesting. Yes. So, so he w- he was not acting was he at this time. Was just a prop guy at that time or something? No. His buddy who was working on the set called him up and asked him to bring bags of leaves to Weird. the set. Yeah. And later on, he was chosen to play Freddy Krueger. That's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, like, was basically bitching about it in an interview <laughs> one time saying like yeah i got roped into this stupid job like whatever <laughs> it was serendipitous really funny yeah oh my gosh so um and then a, a fun fact that i just threw in here so the stabby noises 
was created from plunging a knife into a watermelon. Yeah, you can tell. It very much like, it doesn't yeah. sound like, I guess I've never heard someone be stabbed, but like when you stab meat or something, it doesn't. It's different. Punching and stabbing and that kind of stuff does not sound in real life yeah. like it does in movies. In order for it to make a noise, I guess like you would. More graphic. Yeah, yeah. you would want to plunge it into something a little bit more crisp. Yes. And that's going to have some resistance. Yeah. Don't try this at home. No. So, uh, like I said earlier, Jamie Lee Curtis, she was only 19 years old when she starred in this movie and it was her first film. Yeah. And she was not the first choice. The first choice was Anne Lockhart, who was like the epitome of like babysitter. You just look at pictures of her in the 70s and she just looks like the perfect 70s babysitter in a horror movie. Plus, she was in the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew TV series and a bunch of other stuff like... um, I think she was in Happy Days hmm. or something. Yeah. A lot of, lot of good stuff. Could they just not afford her or what, like, why did they not use well, her? Well, the thing was John Carpenter was convinced at one point that Jamie was the perfect person because her mom is Janet Lee, who played Marion Crane, who is the girl screaming in the shower in the movie Psycho. She is the original scream queen. Whoa. Yeah. So I- <laughs> So I'm in, I'm honestly really interested. If I'm thinking of the correct person, um, I'm very inter- uh, fascinated by the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis chose to pursue, I guess, a career, um, accepted an option for a horror movie film because her mother was deeply traumatized by filming that by that film, right? I do believe so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's just very, I mean, maybe she didn't know. It was, it was a time when you didn't really talk about those things. Maybe she no, didn't, wasn't aware. we didn't. And also the premise of Psycho is like very crazy. Like she has a secret lover and they don't have enough money to get married. So she steals like, I think 40 grand from the company she works for and books it out of town. And that's when she stays at the Bates Motel yeah. and all the other stuff happens. happens. Yeah. Right. Another interesting thing is like okay so John Carpenter he recycled some names in his own life for the character so um Laurie Strode that was named after an ex-girlfriend Michael Myers Can um, you imagine breaking up with your ex and then having them put your name into one of the biggest horror franchises oh my God, ever seriously I know immortalized um Michael Myers his name came from a uh the British film distributor who helped put out one of Carpenter's other films right before Assault on Precinct 13, hmm. and that was in the UK. Um, and also, Dr. Samuel Lewis, so the psychiatrist. You know how I said that Marion Crane had a secret lover in Psycho? Yeah. His name was Sam Loomis. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, maybe unrelated, Loomis is the name of one of the killers in Scream. Yeah. I don't know. But I thought that was very It is very interesting. (laughs) I really loved that. Yeah. But uh, so there's another guy on this set. His name is Tommy Lee Wallace. He was a friend of Carpenter's and also one of the film's editors. He said that this was a time that women were asserting their rights like never before. And Deborah was a very assertive woman. So Deborah Hill and there's no way she was going to have a weeping violet typed as her heroine. So that is one of the biggest reasons why Jamie Lee Curtis was chosen. Is she's just they she's a very a weak strong. Woman. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I oh, it's so cool. 
Do you think it's going to? It Well, this time it was actually because the battery died. Oh, <laughs> No, it's okay. This is, uh, again, this is our first time using this camera, and it is uh, nature of the biz. You got to experiment with tech. It is. Is the readout in red still going on the... uh, Yeah, we're at an hour 43. I'm sure 20 minutes of that is just us fucking around with this. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think think this is good. I think, I know we initially said that we were going to do like an after hours, but I think it should just be our Halloween episode because I like, we don't need to add another 40 minutes of... Ah, oh. it must just be the battery dead at this point. It just needs a charge. It's fine. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's. I mean, we got the majority of this on camera. It just. I just need to work out the technical issues. There's probably a, a plug-in that I can use. That other than that, to charge it properly. I have a Nikon too that I haven't pulled out in a couple of years. I got to take a look at that thing. But maybe we can do something with that too. Yeah. So only a couple more things. So Donald Pleasance, he's the guy that um, plays the psychiatrist, Sam Loomis. He had a very first interesting meeting with John Carpenter, who was kind of starstruck because he's like a pretty famous British actor at this point in time. Yeah. So they decided to meet over lunch to discuss the character. And Donald Pleasance was like, I have no idea what this character is, what this movie is about. I don't really care. He said, the only reason I'm doing this movie is because I have alimony to pay and my daughter in England is in a rock and roll group. And she said that the music you did for Assault on Precinct 13 is pretty cool. (laughs) That is the only reason. That's crazy. Uh Uh-huh. And I loved Donald Pleasance in the movies. I thought he was excellent. Yeah. Like, you know, just a very good psychiatrist. Yeah. 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 Um. So then lastly, Michael Myers, again, one of the most iconic horror movie villains of all time. He has a signature blank mask, and he's actually referred to as the shape in the film credits and in the script, which I find kind of spooky. Weird. The reason being, the name is borrowed from the Salem witch trial judges who referred to spirits who harm others as shapes. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was very cool. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of weird. And so for the mask, it was kind of a toss up between two. There was one called a weary willy. Basically, I, I <laughs> the look on your face right now. Is that so, like in need of Viagra kind of? No. <laughs> so he's just um, about to weary, weary willy. <laughs> no, there's a guy that actually made it popular. His name was Emmett something. He was an actor. And it's like sad clown makeup, but on like, well, a hobo. Mm hmm. That's what he was referred to as. Gotcha. So it's like a big white mouth that's like in a frowny face and a red nose and whatever, frowny eyebrows and stuff. And it was a toss up between that or a stretched out Captain Kirk mask. (laughs) So the Captain Kirk mask won and they later painted it white. Okay. I was going to say. It didn't look like... Okay. Yeah, they painted it white. So think about, like, the really cheap president yeah, head yeah, mask yeah. or whatever. The mask was bought for $1.98. <laughs> wow. And now you try to go and buy that mask and it's hundreds of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Inflation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, uh, yeah, that's basically it. The Halloween franchise is made up of 12 films, technically 13 technically 14 if you want to add us to it as well and yeah that's crazy it's 
there was so much that was brought up when I was doing research. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't remember that. It was totally wild, but it was fun to kind of relive it. And I think I have to pay if I want to stream any of them online, but I'm willing to do so. There's some of them that I'm like, I really need to revisit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, that's a full marathon amount of movies. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like Friday the 13th level commitment. Yeah. Which there's, I don't know how many there are of those, but there's so many. Yeah. And then you could tie it into the Freddy versus Jason. Totally. I mean, yeah. There's that all of them kind of have, um, ties in together like a same level of there isn't there so i know there's freddy versus jason isn't there another one that where there's where there's three of them there might be and i'm just not I might remembering just be, it i can't i don't know i'm not i'm not good with names or horror movie and villains my versus mm. versus each other movie <laughs> there's like videos that says best buds and it's like jason michael and freddie <laughs> oh there's a youtube video called top 10 10 villain versus villain fights um and godzilla's on the list oh definitely um yeah i don't know maybe it is just just jason versus freddie I always get Jason and um, Michael Myers mixed up because they're just both white masks. They're very yeah, different backstories. White mask, jumpsuit e. Yeah. Well, at one point, actually, Freddie or not Freddie, um, Jason does wear like a jumpsuit with a rope tied around it. Yep. I had to do a lot of research when I painted my machete because I'm yeah. like, what outfit does this motherfucker wear? Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, just blank face, whatever. Did another Friday the Thirteenth come out recently? I'm trying to figure out. I know that we watched that movie. In preparation for Halloween, but it's know. not tied into it at all. And looking it up, it doesn't well, look like there's any recent Friday the 13th. That I, I like, listen, I talk about it sometimes how I'm living under a rock. I didn't know a new Exorcist came out. Like, yeah, a oh, remake. I believe we saw it. Although Did now, you? spoiler although now I'm not sure. No, I don't think I saw it. I think we were going to see it, and then I think I got COVID. Um, yeah, because I heard, like, it was essentially the same with one small change. Yes, that's what I've heard. I, yeah. think I believe it's two girls instead of one in the new yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Crazy need to watch that. That's um, yeah, classic. I know. Same. I gotta watch that too. Yeah. Damn There's it. another. Um, I've heard the new the new Dracula that came out. Um, the Demeter. I think is. I think that's what it's called. Oh yeah, the one that's on the ship. I've heard it's not very good. Really? Which is I. The I trailer love looked awesome. It looks fantastic. It looked like it's like something that's been Aww. done many times before, but it still looked like it would be good. I just. I mean, what classic cool. Dracula. But yeah. I, I have. I've heard that it was not necessarily. I haven't heard bad things. I just heard that it was meh. I had hopes and dreams of like he's being transported on this ship and that's when he wakes up kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, I think you know? that's kind of like the very classic tale of of hmm. like the the Demeter, but damn. Um, uh, the the BBC's Dracula series is still my my favorite portrayal of Dracula. I he just does that. such a, um, it's I think it's just called Dracula. Oh, let me double check. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just called Dracula. Um, it by BBC. It mm. it is. Um, I have no idea how to pronounce this man's That's name. Not plays the one... Bang plays Count Dracula. Mm. I I apologize, Mister Bang, if I'm mispronouncing your first name, but um, he does 
I just so it's my favorite portrayal of Van Helsing, who is a woman in this one, um, and oh, that's sister cool. Agatha Van Helsing, and and who then is later on a descendant of her, Doctor Zoe Van Helsing. Fun. Um, she just I I love it's Dolly Wells, and I haven't seen her in a lot of things, but everything I've seen her in, I've really really liked her in. Oh, it's relatively new, twenty twenty. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I, I've. Um, this is another thing that I ch- tend to watch around Halloween time again yeah. because it's there are very few things that I will rewatch, especially in the horror genre. But yeah. Dracula, this series is just it's very. Um, it was, I mean, they take it from the the olden days with the very classic Dracula tale, you know. Um, and then they bring it to modern day. So they have Jonathan Harker and Mina, and cool. Everyone kind of dies and in, in back into new days and. It's just, it's just really good. I think, I think that uh, Mr. Bang does a phenomenal job of playing a very classic Dracula. Mm. He just, it just nails it. I got to check it out. It's so good. It's so good. I love anything Dracula. I just think I love the dark romance, but it's almost yes. like a disguise. So I don't want to spoil. I'm not going to spoil anything. For I this it's, love spoilers. It hasn't been five years. So <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it. I but love spoilers. There is still a bit of that classic vampire romance in it. It's not certainly not a romance series. So don't go into it expecting that. But there is the end is very darkly. I, I just really like the way that they ended it. It, it, it is darkly romantic. Um, it's really beautiful. Just it's such a good such a good series where can i watch it where did you watch netflix. it i'm pretty sure it's on still oh, on netflix. is that the one on netflix it almost felt like a foreign film it is on netflix it <gasps> is well it's a bbc so it is like foreign <laughs> technically um. <laughs> <laughs> okay because i think jesse and i started watching it at one point and i don't know if he was super into it but i just thought it was um very odd like the first episode, but in a good way. Like I was very intrigued. It's, I was very drawn into so it. So it starts off with Jonathan Harker in a covenant after yes. he escapes Dracula's castle. Okay, that makes sense now because I'm like, what the fuck is this motherfucker doing it's, in this room? Did, like, did, you, did you get to see fully roused Dracula before you stopped watching it? Or was he still a crippled old man? No, I think a crippled old man. You got you to gotta keep watching it. Oh. It's... He, <laughs> It's so it's so fucking good. <laughs> Just like people freaked out when Bella Lugosi played Dracula, yeah, and had the hots for him. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't necessarily like you know he's I, he's not my type. Like I, I wouldn't, but he the the portrayal, the portrayal is everything. Of it, yeah, it's not like I wouldn't necessarily call his character hot, but he, well, he has the suave Dracula personality it's, down you know what it's i mean not the physical features at all it's about the personality and how you carry yourself it's it very truly is it is and there it, like it's i guess i guess you could say call it darkly sexy like just just the there's a lot of like there's some innuendos and you know just kind of like it's it's just very good well now i gotta stop watching surviving paradise and i gotta watch this might this. be worth this might be worth stopping watching surviving paradise to watch yeah, and binge. i'm no stranger it's, to a binge let's go it's it is fantastic and just very I don't know if I'd eat while I'm watching it. It's not super gory, but like it's there's some gross bits. Not a lot of things get to me, but yeah, Jesse and I were talking about something last night where I was like, <laughs> like it was just not cool. <laughs> there's it's weird. There's some things I can watch like blood doesn't bother me too much, but like 
gross oh, there's a, this is a, I don't think a spoiler thing but there's a scene where a fly l- lands on someone eye that's and crawls okay. underneath the eye and they just that's... don't notice and then you see the fly like kind of behind the the pupil and it's just it's done magnificently <laughs> i felt that in the back of my neck somehow. it's it's done in such a um, they really don't overdo the grotesqueness of it they, they, they don't overthrow buckets of blood but there's definitely gore but i love that i love when you can like there's a quote from Stephen King. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but like if you can't get them with the horror and you can't get them with thrills and suspense, you got to go for the gore and that's going to get them. And, you know, thinking about Stanley Kubrick's version of The Shining and the elevator scene where the blood is just gushing like a waterfall yeah. out of the elevators. That is gore, but at the same time, it is so psychologically like i don't know that scene messed me up for a while yeah <laughs> i yeah. had nightmares about it it's i really really appreciate artistic decisions in oh. there's a movie john and i just watched and um i don't think it's called prisoner but i'm gonna it has what genre i would call it a thriller mm-hmm. hang on i'm gonna find it it had william defoe in it I love William Defoe. It just came out. Oh my god, that's not the one where he's stuck in this penthouse. Inside. Is it good? Dude, it's so I love William the Defoe. The plot is really simple. Uh Art Thief gets caught gets trapped in a penthouse. Yep. You don't know how much time goes by because his facial hair doesn't really change. But the implication is that it's a very long time. Ooh, what a subtle detail. It's very artistic because he's he's an art thief. So it's a Ooh. very artistically shot film and it's it's very good it's very good you know i like i don't know how people feel about him about defoe i love him i think he's insane as an actor like so yes. good i think he's like i feel blessed to watch all the artsy films that he's been in like the lighthouse the lighthouse which is just it's beautiful very film noir yes just very dark i i a little confusing (laughs) (laughs) yes it's a little confusing um pretty dark a little gross sometimes yeah i still jesse hasn't seen this movie but sometimes i'll say to him like don't fuck with the gulls yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it makes me laugh (laughs) it's so it's so just um, I highly recommend Inside. Yeah. Again, not a horror movie. I'll have to check that means, out. But the, the first dark film I ever saw him in, and the, when I was like, oh, this man can act, it's probably the most fucked up movie I've ever seen in my life. Um, if you have one that's worse, let me know, but it's called Antichrist. I feel like I've seen that. Maybe. Not, hang on, let me... There's also probably a lot of movies that are similarly named, which might be. Yeah. Might just be it's about him and the his one in wife. Two, from 2009? I think so. It it felt newer-ish. Wow. So, I mean, when I look it up, the movie is not the first thing that comes up. There is a book called How to Recognize the Antichrist, another book called The Antichrist, another book called The Antichrist, The Final Campaign Against the Savior, um, and then one called The Man of Sin. Sounds like a collection we should start. <laughs> I know. I got to add it to my haunted books um okay so no not the book oh it's because i typed in book dummy okay and it's just i remember the like beginning of it being just a a black screen and it looked like it was scratched in white is it this yes 
but red. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I watched it when it came out. So I don't. Yeah, I have seen this. It is a very, very like I I think I stopped watching it and I finished it the next day because I was like, it, Whoa. It, it leaves it leaves a, an imprint on you. For, yeah, there, there are just scenes in it that are intense. Yeah, I'll just say that it's about two people in so much pain, like psychological pain, and it is running their lives and they're just trying to figure out how to survive the situation and there is like a very big full circle moment where you finally understand why it was taking over so much yeah 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 it's that that's very anyway defoe (laughs) yeah no defoe's awesome um he he's just aesthetically built for freaky things very (laughs) much just in his although there was like he wasn't he was a good looking man when he was younger. He's a pretty He's built odd guy. Looking, but yeah. Odd looking. Very stringy now. It was very weird watching inside and just thinking, I mean, he's almost 70. Yeah. That he must be really fit. Yes. That you know? was a conversation John and I were having because so there's a part this doesn't spoil anything, but there's a part where he's squatting and um squatting astagrass squatting. Not oh, with like weight, pretty, but just so like a deep squat. Yes. Yeah, sitting, you know, thigh against calf doing something squatting and you know i can do that john can't do that i think most american men can't do that generally american american men are not very flexible i'm specifying american men because to my knowledge there are there are cultures where like i think in asia men tend to be very still tend to be very flexible so um it it was just very so john was like it's really crazy that he's so flexible and and then we had a little like back and forth about what like what we would consider super flexible and then he's like yeah but he's almost 70 and i looked at he's 68 and it's just and and he is very wiry but he's definitely in he's also got a very oddly shaped chest yeah look it up it's there's something that he's just built funny yeah (laughs) no that's very interesting that you brought that up because i feel like he does too and i can't I can't it's picture just, what feature in my mind it is. It, it, it's not shaped like a normal chest. Yeah, I don't know if there's if a it's, medical it, reason. Yeah, it just I I don't think it's because he's thin either because no. I I know thin people. I'm a very scrawny person and my like rib cage is not. His is just there's just something off about it. I don't. But it's you notice it a lot in this <laughs> film because he's he's older and he's very very lean and. <laughs> At one point, I think his shirt's off, and I was just like, oh, my God, like, William Defoe is deformed. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I, he's not, he's not, but Defoe, he's got a very, more like deformed. deformed. <laughs> it's oh. just, it, I, it stood out to me, but. Jesse would like that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, God. Yeah. Interesting. It was, it was good. Yeah, so I have to check those out. Dracula, BBC. Yep. From them on Netflix. Yep. And inside, there's another one that John and I just watched. That um, remember when I told you that I I watched a trailer that I couldn't finish? Oh yeah, I don't remember what it was called. And hang on, Cobweb. Cobweb. It's called Cobweb. What is that? So it's it's a horror movie. It just came out, so I'm not going to spoil things. It's it's a a kid who I there's heard kind of, of an implication throughout the movie. You don't really know. I think I'm not giving anything away by saying this. If you watch the trailer, you'll get it. A kid hears voices in his head, possibly in his head, possibly not in his head. And um, there's something potentially off about his parents. And it's... It, the movie starts off really good. It, very freaky. 
and then I was not impressed by with it by the end. It just it felt like they were trying too hard. I guess oh. it just it's it it got too. It's almost like the the insidious they shouldn't have shown Darth Maul character kind of thing where it's like it's a really good movie and then you just go a little too hard. Yep, and it's no longer freaky. It's just kind of like well now I I I'm no longer in the movie i'm watching a movie you know what i mean yeah it takes you out of it it. takes you out of it yeah um i I recommend watching it it's not it's not terrible but i wouldn't watch it again but the scene that bothered you that gave you nightmares yeah it was it just from the from the trailer is just um very very classic overused scene from a horror movie but you know the, the lights are on the kid sees his mother standing at the end of the hall elongated limbs and fingers just kind of freaky looking lights go off lights come back on mother's closer lights go off lights come on mother's rushing to bed and it's just a very classic scene but it just um again i was he sent it to me at two in the morning i it's not a good time to watch scary things because everything's scary it's fine when the sun's up yeah i i am the bravest person in the world when there's light outside (laughs) can we talk about how it's getting darker out earlier and i'm just like it's rough it is like the seasonal stuff Mm -hmm. I'm really feeling that this year it's already there are a few nights this week where by the time I left my office it was you know dark out yeah and it's just I'm not ready for it I'm I'm really I I like I love fall I'm actually looking forward to winter I I feel like it's gonna be really fun we can hunker down do more podcasty things yeah you know and then like our our trip coming up yeah so but at the same time the darkness man i maybe that's why i'm feeling like so off i yeah i'm definitely well it's also i i think that this is a lot of a lot of my friends i think including you have had this this summer i think it just there was a lot going on but just didn't get to experience summer. I didn't, I didn't, I did not, yeah. aside from walking the dog, I did not get outside. I did not go hiking once. I yeah. spent the entire summer working. And yeah. now that it's summer's over, I'm just kind of like, ah, but I want sunshine. I, <laughs> I know. just didn't have time to even do anything in the sunshine. And, Seriously. Um, no, I'm not complaining. You know, it's all self-inflicted. I, I pick up a lot of, I'm doing a lot of things and, and whatever. Um, everyone's sure. busy. I mean, but, same, but yeah. you're right. Like we, the only time I got outside is to, you know, walk after work for an hour, but it's not the same as going and doing activities. No. Yeah. Know? It's, and, and usually if I'm, you know, walking dirt or whatever, I'm, I'm answering emails or listening to, to like, I'm just not, I'm not I totally a to be present really, I guess. But yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Yeah. I have to enjoy Fuck. nature in the, in the chill. It hasn't gotten too cold yet outside. You will. I'm still waiting. I'm keeping an eye on the temperatures before I bring my ferns in because ferns don't do well in my house. So I'm hoping if I wait till the last minute to bring them inside and then put them <laughs> out as soon as it starts to get warm, they won't die. That's a good plan. I like it. I've killed so much. Have you seen the ferns outside my house? They're beautiful and happy. They are I'm beautiful. I'm going to bring them inside and I'm tell you exactly what's going to happen. They're going to shrivel up and turn into little brown knobbins. Why? I don't know. Weird. And it's not, I have they are plant pretty. lights. I have, I have books and books on how to keep plants yeah, alive. Yeah, you're like poison ivy. Yeah, except I'm poison to the plants. <laughs> <laughs> My house where plants come to die. Yeah. I'm like, I just, I'm going to have to start getting fake. That, so there's a big plant in my living room. Yeah. And so there's three ferns out front. Yep. Two of the ferns out, or one of the ferns out front in that big plant. 
came from one of our neighbors because they were just they were putting him outside with a free sign and so oh and it was it happened over a couple of days so Cute. i'd walk dirt and around and i'd see them and i'd lug them home <laughs> <laughs> come plants you're coming home with me to die <laughs> you guys should see the little dance ellie's doing the, plant, the plants are just crying like no <laughs> anywhere but there it looks like it's doing fine it is those pothos are pretty hard to kill although i did kill a pothos one that I've had since I was four. Oh, I'm that's... telling you, it's this house. I think it's just this <laughs> because these homes are, are shaped like long cubes, so yeah. it's just hard to get natural light for plants. It is. There's only like what three areas yeah. in the downstairs I, where it I can have, possibly happen. I have this plant light. Which yeah. Is not in currently, but the problem with it is the plants do really well with the plant light. Yeah. However. John and I are on opposite schedules, so now the plant light's going to get turned off by someone because it's obnoxious to have on if you're downstairs, and I probably not good for your eyes, or uh, but good for your plant. Yes, yeah. So there's not really a neutral time to have it on. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. Well, what oh, I what damn. I plan on getting I, when I was perusing Amazon when I got those shelves, it's there are these little half moon shelves that I'll probably get on the other side of the TV, but they have built-in oh, yeah. plant lights that just go down. That's cool. That's yeah. a good. Uh, that's a good solution. Yeah, because then it's not like this. It's it's just so for yeah. those who can't see, I have a plant light that's clipped to a shelf um, on the wall opposite the TV, and it's got these little wire necked lights, and they're just kind of facing where my plants are, which is along the window and yeah, um, where the TV is. So it's just like there's spotlights this way versus kind of just shining down. And I think that'll work. Hopefully, Cyber Monday. Yeah, yeah. it's coming. <laughs> well, I'm gonna save the things that i had for another time because i think this is already gonna be a very long episode yeah sorry everyone no it's okay (laughs) i I think this is a perfect time for halloween things um i want to give a shout out to our patreon patrons yes bj and natasha we love the two of you thank you for your support you guys rock thank you so much super awesome um warm our you warm our little hearts (laughs) with your support it's very awesome. It's super awesome. Uh, we just had our, our first, I guess. <laughs> Paycheck. Uh, uh, yeah. The, the first amount that was enough that we were able to, to like, that I got like a little notification from Patreon that there's enough that could be taken out. So <laughs> we're going to buy ourselves a couple of sodas. We're very excited. It's humble beginnings. It is. It's really exciting. And it's it's really nice having having support and having people who are, who are fine with listening to us ramble about shit so yeah you guys I rock think, uh, i think they were the ones throwing the starfish into the sea yeah we're the starfish we are the <laughs> we're the starfish and you're you're helping us out oh, we, i'm so emotional about it. it it's so nice <laughs> thank you guys so much for your support it means a lot it really does you guys rock and for your support i have some more very terrible halloween jokes for you oh yes What's it like to be kissed by a vampire? I don't know. Bloody it's disgusting. A massive pain in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> How did I not get that one? That is amazing. <laughs> um, let's see. I got another one. Uh, <laughs> a pain in the neck. <laughs> what do you call two witches who live together? I don't know. Broommates. Oh, no. Get out of here with that joke. 
okay I'll unauthorized leave you, I'll leave you with that. I, will, <laughs> I will leave you with a would you rather oh yes i need a terrible ellsworth would you rather okay you get 10 million dollars now but as soon as you receive the money a timer starts you don't know how long the timer is set for could be 30 seconds could be 30 years but when it goes off a bear is going to maul you survival is not guaranteed do i take it do you take the money Oh my God. I, you know what? It's going to depend on my mood for that day. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> How optimistic are you feeling? If you asked me yesterday, I would have said, sure, come at me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Asking you to, me today, I'm a little bit more optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> Ask me at two in the morning, I'm going to say, no way, because it's scary. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, super scary. Can I, I never be able to sleep again? First? Bear's going to materialize and maul you. That's the thing. Do you just organically get into a situation in no, which the bear, the bear Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. I have to say no, unless I was super desperate. Because part of me, the first thing I thought of is that I would take the money and build a bear-proof armor. <laughs> <laughs> I build a bear suit. <laughs> and you never, ever leave it. Can't shower. Bear could come in. Ew, I would be so gross. It Awful. would become part of me. We were talking about you, sloths earlier. Yeah. Not not on the cast. Um <laughs> on the break. Although there is a new sloth horror movie. Oh yeah. What's it called? Wait, where did I see an ad for that? I probably sent it to you. Um, maybe yeah, I, I think it's on amazon prime maybe or hulu slother house it's called <laughs> slother house it's on I think hulu. It's hulu i yes. have not watched it yet because i think i was looking to see what they had for halloween stuff to watch and i yeah. saw that i did i just say i slaw that <laughs> <laughs> i need to watch it oh, honestly 64 percent of google users liked it and that's not really? a bad review for a movie called slother house I wonder, it's, well, it's definitely a B movie. I wonder what the budget is. Tell me. <laughs> if, I, it might be more than a million dollars. No. No. You're kidding me. <laughs> no, your eyes right now. <laughs> no way. Is it more than 10 million? It's unclear because the first thing that comes up says that the budget was about $300. No, that can't be. They right. must have had the cameras and stuff already, because like that oh. cannot be right. <laughs> and it's on Netflix. It's on Hulu. Oh, sorry, that's right. <laughs> I'm like Gosh. Netflix didn't buy that. No, <laughs> Slother House. I'm not. If you, I directed... hate when they hide this shit. I want to know what your yeah. goddamn budget was. <laughs> Listen, if if you're hearing me right now and you directed, produced Slother House. I really want to know what your budget was. Yes. We love you for doing it. Tell us yes. what the budget was. We are a fan of uh, B films. Oh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it got 53% on the tomato meter, but the audience score was 82%. Wow. That's that's interesting. That's really good for for a movie. I mean, have you seen the sloth? It looks like my sloth. <laughs> I, I have a stuffed sloth on my- I mean, he's kind of It spooky. doesn't look like a real sloth. He looks haunted. Yeah, yeah. It, um, there's no way the budget was three hundred dollars. There's no, there's no financial information. Interesting. I might have to throw that on the bucket list just to see. Oh, I, I shall be watching Slaughterhouse. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. If I 
was having a bad day and took the money, I would immediately hand it to Jesse. Yeah. That's what I'd do. You'd have to get it somewhere. Because you don't know. I mean, if I get mauled, is it going to maul the money too? Yeah. I guess I was envisioning more like like you don't actually have like the cash in your hand, but just kind of like the money's deposited into your account more like oh i guess yeah well yeah so i would just deposit it into the joint and be done with it yeah and you know pay off the house and i don't think i'd do it i think i would instantly regret as soon as i said yes i think i'd instantly regret it i always tell people when they're having because i have a hard time with indecision yeah so even if it's something small like where do you want to go out to eat same no yeah pick no yeah no bitch you pick because as soon as you pick something you're going to know if you actually wanted it or not between the choices that you had that it usually works for me nine times out of 10. I'm still, I, I think my problem is I just have FOMO of the worst kind for every decision I make. So I don't know, no matter what I do, I worry that I made the wrong, I don't trust my decisions. So even if I make a decision or like, you know, when they're like, well, you should just like tear it, uh, tarot cards, I think are really helpful decision maker. Cause sure. regardless of magic or whatever, it's help you know what you're wishing for you know whatever you see kind of answers your question oh the problem is I'm I truly don't know like it it, that stuff never works for me because I truly am like well there's it could what if this is the biggest mistake of my life who knows we don't we don't you just gotta choose a path Mm -hmm. unfortunately I hate that shit I someone tell me what to do (laughs) that's (laughs) why people want religion and fortune telling because it's not we're just it's just we need structure. Chaos. Humans need structure. Mm-hmm. And when we don't have it and we're just left to our own devices, we tend to just not take care in any decisions that we make because we don't feel like anyone's watching and nobody else cares. And it's it's scary or just even this like decisions take mental energy. So the more decisions you have to make, the more energy you're wasting on things, even as little as like what to wear that day. Sure. So it, it can just, it's exhausting. Choices yeah. can be a real burden. Not that I'm advocating to have my choices taken away. Cause I know as soon as that happens, I'm not happy about it, but you know, um, yeah. Oh, like I've been, I've been dreading going back to work and like on Monday, I like, I have my Medusa redone, but tonight I'm going to put on a clear bead because like I want it to be a little bit more subtle yeah than you know like what I currently have in of course which is just regular surgical steel but I because you know I just don't want to be judged but at the same time I'm like I feel cool and pretty yeah I know (laughs) yeah and you do I really like the Medusa on you it looks really good yeah I missed it yeah I got it when I was 18 re-pierced at 33 what is happening amazing (laughs) I saw something about like people starting to reclaim that stuff because we're we are more accepting now i mean i wasn't allowed to wear my septum piercing at first in 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 my jobs and now it's kind of like yeah i took everything out i took my gauges out Mm -hmm. i had a vertical array so i had like three studs in a row in my lips i I have a weird thing about symmetry and piercings but yeah i took all that stuff out and i like miss it yeah you couldn't i mean even visible tattoos dyed yep. hair really before covid it was a lot less acceptable and yep. i think it was just kind of like employers had to start t- making compromises to get people back it's like um i don't want to call it mormonism um what's the proper term i guess is that oh, latter day saints latter day saints yeah your pool of people that can join you uh, whether it's the latter-day saints or it is like 
the workforce, your pool of people is dwindling as time goes on and people progress and they change. It's like every the Catholic Church just I'm pretty sure the Pope just said that he was okay with gay marriage, right? That's and it's what just I'm like, saying. That's awesome, but at the same time, that to me just shows how much you there, are, there's no fucking rules you're, you're just doing whatever's popular yeah which is fine like yes gay marriage i'm not against that but like it's yeah just, but you it, need to know that he believes it and he's being really genuine about it i, I don't think it matters what he believes it's you're also you've that. said for centuries that the bible says this and now you're saying well no maybe it doesn't say that and it's it's kind of like you can't renege now <laughs> that to me just shows the superficiality of it where yes. it's just kind of like Every, all the, I mean, you know, the LDS have done this as well, making changes because you have to, to keep your congregation. I will concede the argument could also be that, you know, everything's open to interpretation and that people are evolving to to better understand their texts. So I will allow that for you. But I, my personal opinion is that it's, our numbers are dwindling. What can we do to fix them? We need to be more progressive because people are realizing this is bullshit. So we're going to. Yeah. But the Latter-day Saints saying that they possibly maybe reinterpreted the writings uh, yeah well every, every I mean, religion is i guess uh, not every religion but a lot of the popular religions have been doing that yeah because but that's the thing you know it just seems disingenuine again i'm all for like it's good that they're being more progressive i'm not against that i just think it shows the truth behind i agree i mean even i mean if you go back to the lds original history um, when they in I think in Mississippi or Missouri when they pretty much tried to kill all of them mm-hmm. because they they made the mistake of saying they were anti-slavery and then they reneged on that because they realized it was too unpopular of a decision and it's just kind of like <laughs> that's the problem yeah it's just that like you can't be catering it if you truly believe that this is getting you into a eternal damnation or not then reneging on it just kind of shows that maybe you don't truly believe that yeah and yeah. I, I take issue with that. I, I think there's a direct correlation in what you believe in the size of your congregation dwindling. Yes. Your, your it, belief is changes. more open to others mm-hmm. if your congregation is dwindling because, again, it's 2023. Yeah. You know, so. And again, uh, part of it probably is more progressive people getting into those positions and saying, my interpretation of this is different. I'm sure. Yeah. That's, that's totally allowable. But I, I do... It's interesting though. It is. I'm, I'm curious, I guess, how much of it really is human interpretation changing and how much of it is we need to change something or we're going to die out. I mean, not that the Catholic church is even close to that. They're, no. uh, you know, but no, I mean, I, I can't even see, um, whatchamacallit in Hollywood going away. Scientology. Scientology. And they're not, they're not doing super hot right now either. No, they're not, but, but, but they're still, I'm sure it's going to be a money. minute. They're still all super powerful yes. and super rich and yep. not going anywhere for a I'm while. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, I wouldn't take the money. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that was our Halloween episode. <laughs> oh my God. It was not as much of an after hours as we were originally intending. Um, as things go, but, <laughs> as things go. Um, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And this is, I think going to be a very long episode. You're welcome. Um, I think. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, for those who are watching on Patreon, I'm sorry that you're not watching all of it. Te- <laughs> technical difficulties with our, our uh, new Z1 camera, but we'll, we'll sort it out. With the company, <laughs> yeah, with the company, figure out what the what's going on with the battery there. Maybe um, we can put ice packs on it. Just kidding, don't do there's that. There's probably it, I, there might be a different battery that I can use. I know that it, it's capable of doing this because it's something that I very specifically looked into before purchasing it. So it's just of course user error. I'm sure I'm doing something wrong. I'll figure it out. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the LED 
the like the ring light isn't causing a problem. No, because it's not connected to the camera at yeah, all. Yeah. So I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. We will. Yeah. Well, until next time. Yeah. Until next time. Stay dirty. Stay dirty. I don't know why we're looking at the camera. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's staying in the episode. Yes. <laughs>